Welcome to the Cook Collective Podcast. I'm Brandon Cook, and here along with my cousin Adam, we're here to speak about our life experiences and growth through plant medicines, meditation, exercise, diet, and how it all plays a vital role in our relationships and everyday lives. Ladies and gentlemen, today, our guest, I had so much fun with him. His name is Ian McCall. He is a ex-MMA champion, um, psychedelic advocate. We talked about, he's a, he's a big, uh, he's on the forefront of mushroom science and all these just amazing things, peptides, um, how to live healthier and be a better, younger, age-defying you. Uh, we got deep. We talked a lot about uh, childhood trauma. And he was super cool about opening up today and was very, uh, very cool. Very cool. Um, Bum Brandon is not here. Just so you guys know, Brandon is out on tour with his band. Uh, they've got a couple really cool gigs. Uh, I think they're going across Arizona and Texas. So he'll be joining us. He'll be joining. He'll be coming back on the scene next week, player. Next week. So um, today was great. It was great. I'm really um, happy to be able to get this you know, this level of a guest of someone that's actively in it, actively working to help heal people, actively working to heal, help people find their way to heal childhood trauma and to heal their addictions. Uh, him and I have a very similar story, very similar upbringing, background, similar in the sense of our trauma. Uh, but uh, great episode, great. And I'm pumped up. We got some more good guests coming for you guys. I also want to let you know that the uh, Cook Collective dot com site has uh, some great new content up. We have some new product available. Uh, by this time, we should have another new psilocybin tea available. And uh, we also have a great blog post that I know some of you have been looking for and waiting for. It is how to prepare a microdose of psilocybin with photos, videos, and a step-by-step -step instruction by me. Um, we have a bunch of new good articles coming to our blog and uh, in regards to psychedelics and the new apparel that we're making and, and the new contributions that we're gonna be making towards this decriminalized movement. Uh, so I really would appreciate if you guys would head over there and check some stuff out, let us know what else you, you, you wanna see, what do you wanna learn about? Um, that's what we want to do, we want to inform. So um, what else is going on? Also, the festival we were gonna speak at got pushed back, it got pushed back I think to October, all good, we get it, shit's a little fucked up right now, totally understand. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, we got some great, great new guests coming for you, uh, so, Please, with, uh, without any further ado, I think I know someone else that says that. Welcome, Ian McCall. There we go. What's up, man? <laughs> How's it going? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I've been looking forward to this. Me too, man. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. I haven't spent much time in downtown recently. And um, very lots of memories from my childhood. My family owned a bunch of property down here in a dealership. Um, I guess it's not there anymore. Of oh, the Toyota dealership off of Figueroa. Okay. 1600 South Figueroa. Yeah, we had a penthouse down here and stuff. So it's just 
a lot of um, a lot of memories growing up down here. I mean, I saw this place, you know, 36 years ago, 30 years, I'm 36 years old, and you see downtown go from hell on earth. <laughs> we weren't even allowed because we always had Staples tickets for every sport because we sponsored the Staples Center, you know, through Toyota. And we wouldn't even be allowed to walk from from the dealership there for, for, you know, when I was a kid because it was just too crazy. So we'd have someone drive us. But then after a while, you know, it gets gentrified, everything gets cleaned up, and you're able to, you know, then it just turns into night to nice downtown. I mean, it's starting to turn again back negative, but that's just because all the homeless people are here. Yeah. But, you know, that's a situation that it sucks because you see all these people that are broken. They're just broken children. Yeah. That's how we all are. And it's like, okay, how how, how are we... I mean, where do we even start? We we need a Gabor Mate down here to, to start changing things up. Yeah, there's a real problem down here. Yeah, and it's just it's it's sad and it's kind of terrifying. Um, and if you if you don't understand kind of where these people are coming from, um, then then you just maybe you'll be kind of an asshole about it. But you know these these people and I'm, I mean from what I've I don't know if it's true, but they're being bussed in here. And just left here, I'm like, that's kind of gnarly. Yeah. I mean, it, there's, you know, there's a part of me that wants to just say the politics are so fucked up here that they don't take care of homeless people. And there's this, just been this general attitude over the past decade of like, it's mental health. What do you do? Yeah. And everybody just kind of throws their hands up. What do you do? And, you know, well, you do something. And there's, there's ways to, you know, one thing I've said, how many abandoned buildings are down here? <laughs> yeah, dude. Right? Pretty gnarly. How, why couldn't you make a couple of them into a place where they could go take a shower? They could, they could clean up. They could get some first aid. Injection they sites. Could, they they're they're going to be doing drugs anyways. They can get clean needles. They can, they can de detox for a few days if they have to. They can get their mail or something. Like something, some kind of program to where they can come in and at least get cleaned up. Yeah. You know, or maybe they can offer jobs like, hey, we're going to pay, we're, we're going to give you two trash bags a day. If you bring these back full of trash, you get a certain amount of money or and then once you do that for a couple months or something, then we can put you on street cleaning de details, scraping gum, yeah. water blasting streets. And it might contribute to solving part of the problem of it getting filthy down here. Yeah. We're giving away so much money. And I know some people need it, obviously, um, but I just think there's there's other ways to help these individuals. You know, let's let's like you said, let's clean this place up. Let's start there. Yeah, it's like, a great idea. Give, give them something to do. Give them a place to take a shower, yeah. to feel like a human again. Because yeah. there's a big part of that. Like once you're out on the street, you're living like an animal, and people don't look at you. People just want to. Or, like, or when they do, they look at you with disgust. Disgust. Yeah. Or they just look at you with these sad eyes. Even that would hurt. Well, you got to think that is going to then in turn um, negatively affect your neurochemistry. Simple. Yeah. Simple as that. Do you, like, I, I, this is my daily practice. I wish I did it every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I do. Um, but, you know, when time gets, time gets tough, it's hard. Wake up, breathwork, meditation, go downstairs and smile. I mean, I used to have to force myself to smile and laugh in the mirror because I wanted to kill myself. And I'm like, well, I know this works. <laughs> I'm broke, so how am I going to start? And I started my biohacking with that. 
and in turn go downstairs and make the people that you cohabitate with just happy with a smile. With hey, how you look beautiful this morning. Make that person smile. Love that. In turn, that will you know work on their neuro- neurochemistry and help everyone stay out. Well, that that translates into how you look, the energy you carry around someone, mm-hmm. and imagine. Being a person like that where everyone's just like, ew, get away from me. Mm. You disgust me. You know, you can just... And if one person says that to you, that's what you're thinking. You don't think like, oh, everyone thinks this was just that guy. Like, no, you're homeless. It sucks. You know, and, and again, I'm, I'm from the 1%. I, I, I don't pretend to understand what it's like to live like that. Um, but at least, you know, I'm trying. I'm thinking... Yeah. I can't. I can't sit here and you know say like you know I, I come from that. I don't. But I, at least people in in certain positions like myself are going. Okay, how, how are we going to change this? Everyone deserves opportunity. Yeah. Everyone deserves a second chance, a third chance. We, we we just we can't precipitate bullshit anymore. You know we we cannot do that to each other. It's just not. It's not cool. No, it's really not. No, and we have to realize that you know it, these people are out here doing drugs and drinking because of their trauma yeah. because of what happened. And there's a lot of people out here, whether the trauma was something that happened to you or the trauma you inflicted on somebody else, everybody's using these drugs and alcohol and other unfavorable things to cover that up. And once you're in that cycle and that's all you know for 10 years, how do you get out? How do you, Seriously. you know, maybe they just all need a big dose of Ibogaine. And start to really go, oh, shit, you know what? There's another way. Oh, wait a minute. This is bothering me because of what happened to me when I was seven. And I'd been covering this up for 30 years, and, and I totally forgot it was there. And wait a minute. There, there, there is another way out or something that I can do besides this. Yeah, I use this comparison all the time just so people understand. It's graphic, but uh, take just picture this in your head. Okay, you've got uh, two brains, one on the right, one on the left. One on the right is an adult, makes their own choices, uh, chooses to do something stupid and gets a traumatic brain injury. Or maybe not stupid. Maybe they get sideswiped by a car. Yeah. Okay, they have a traumatic brain injury. It changes the course of their life forever. Okay. You take, you know, this is an adult. Like I said, they make their own choices. They've had a good life. This, this other brain is a child. Okay, and I, I've seen these CT scans because I'm in the science and I get to see this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You see this person, this adult with a lot of brain damage. Well, this child on the, on, the, on the left has been repeatedly raped. And the brain damage looks exactly the same. So you, you think about that and you think, okay, so why are these young individuals growing up to then be slutty or be addicted or be whatever sort of tag we want to put on them? Um, and... It, we have, you can't, we, 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 now that this is, we understand this sort of stuff in mass, it's not just a few people preaching about it, dude, we, 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 we have no choice but to address it, you know? And then when you start to understand that the, this trauma will sit inside you and fester and create inflammation. Inflammation will in turn create things like cancer, uh, IBS, depression, um, Lou Gehrig's disease, whatever, this, this, this is what happens. And then later in life, these people die a horrible death. Our grandparents, our parents, these people who are dying of these exact afflictions right now, that's, that's, it's from what they went through as a, ki- as a person, as a kid, as, a, as, as someone. 
you know, maybe I didn't have all the crazy trauma as a youth, but I had enough to drive me um, into my sport. And then I had more as an adult. You know, I mean, I guess from teenage years, I had tons of people dying. But, um, you know, it happens. However you, however you get this trauma, it's going to be stored in you and it's going to wreak havoc on your life. It's going to kill you in the end. That's yeah. what stress does. You know, so it's, if we can kind of sit back and look at that whole thing and go, oh, wow, okay, this is, this is, this is how it works, then how are we going to, how are we going to fix this? We all want to live longer. We all want to feel better. We all want to, you know, appreciate what, if you look outside the window, I mean, it's beautiful out there. Yeah. It's really cool, you know, and, and just to, to be a person that wanted to kill myself not that long ago and to finally... To, to, to really be open and, and use the, the medicines I did and the peptides and whatever else was I, I did for, 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 to fix myself. I mean, all the time, I remember really just seeing, like, like this morning I got excited because I was, I was just tired. I was up all night doing a comedy show, and I take peptides, like I was saying. So uh, I, a little shot of BDNF, brain-derived nootrophic factor. And I was like, I feel fucking incredible now. I want to try those. Oh, dude, it's I, amazing. I was just reading about those. I, I take B, BPC-157. Yes, for, I just for, ordered some. I, it's great for, you know, if I'm riding my bike a ton, yeah. I'll take it for fast re- recovery, and then I use it to inject around in, injury sites. I've seen it heal fractures within a few days. It's well, amazing. To where a doctor, my buddy got x-rayed, went back a week later, and the doctor goes... You're lying to me. Where'd you get the other actually? Like he like didn't understand what the fuck happened. We're like, oh, this is just what it is. I have biochemist friends who own a lab, yeah, so wow. I get access to it. But those peptides and my microdoses, I would pull out of my street and I'd go down this this long street, you know, to work. It was beautiful with trees, and I just went like, oh, man, this is what I've been missing for so long. Just the simple appreciation of. I was going to a job that I had fun at, but I wasn't making any money. I was retired. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. But it was just the fact that I would look and go, I'm 30-whatever years old, and when was the last time I appreciated how cool this is, how beautiful this is, how lucky I am? Just to be alive. That's it. And it started there. you know. And then, then I, I just built on it, and I, I started to realize, like, oh, I mean, not only was I fighting for, for, for since I was four, um, I, 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 I mean, dude, I, I was also high on pills for 20 years from 14 to 34. The one time I stopped taking pills, became sober and became the best in the world. What kind of pills? Uh, opiates, uh, anything really, mainly opiates, uh, muscle relaxers and like somas or Xanax. That was, that was my combo. Couple yeah, of, couple of vi- Vikings, couple somas, and I was, a little I was bit. good. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's just a how, how old are you? I'm 44 now. Okay, so we're you know in that same area of age where pills were huge. Oh yeah, and yeah. I I just I was the so 2000s. Numb. Yeah, I was yeah. so numb down, and I was just focused on this crazy pursuit of becoming the best you know fighter in the world, and I, I'd lost the martial artist aspect of it, and I was just it was a weird place, you know. And to, to to just be out of that is just like so grateful. You know? I think what you're saying is is what needs to be heard that we need to heal ourselves, dude. Yeah, I, th- I think that that that's the only person that's gonna do it. That's the only message that needs to be spread, because and, and if I can do it, anyone can do it. That's exactly <laughs> exactly, and that's the reason for me doing this podcast is we want to get this out there, and and I I really am fascinated with uh, ep- epigenetics. And yeah. the fact that I know my mother's trauma was passed down to me. 
through her through our DNA. I, I know my father's was. I grew up with a bad stuttering problem, and that caused me to get in a lot of fights. I was fighting all the time, and then I I hurt a couple guys pretty bad when I was. 15, 16, and never really fought again because it scared me. Yeah. I mean, I, I did when that, I had that, to. That, that's a bad but I wasn't, feeling, dude. But that's I wasn't really looking for it. Yeah, I choked this kid and he turned purple one time. I was so scared. <laughs> and I, uh, I, after that, it was only when it was necessary or a couple times when I was really drunk or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's necessary when you're drunk. You know? Sometimes it's necessary <laughs> to get your ass kicked when you're drunk too, but, you know, it happens. I have my ass kicked a couple times. <laughs> but, uh, but the... The not passing our trauma on to our children, I think, is it is a big one because even if you don't believe that epigenetics is real, and I believe through science it's, it's been proven, but oh, it's it's yeah, it's it's science now. You're going to, you're going, you're going, your triggers are going to go to your children. Your your bullshit that you're carrying because you never stopped drinking or you never stopped u- using drugs to cover the trauma that you've always had. And it may be, you may be to a point you don't even know it exists anymore. 100%, your default mode network just, just hides it from you and, and epigenetically. So, you know, I, I am in, engaged to a, a scientist, a UCLA professor. Uh, she was selling her own products on TV, like full package type sort of woman. Mm-hmm. Six or five, 5'11", blonde from Serbia. Speaking of epigenetics, try going up in a communist country looking like that. Uh, and being trying to be a scientist, you know, it's it's a boys, it's a boys club, and and I when I you know she got me my genetics tested right away, you know, I was always asking, but what are you, you know? Apparently, she got I'm, your genetics tested right away. Yeah, that's one of the first things we did. That's amazing. And she just wanted to figure me out. And we realized I'm one of the most colorful men on on 23andMe, um, and I, we I'm not what I thought. I was raised as a Mexican. I'm not Mexican. I'm Spanish and Native American and and a Viking, realistically, a little bit of Greek. Um, a few other things too, but uh, so what? What I'm getting at is the epigenetics. That I've learned a lot with her explaining epigenetics through trauma, through child soldiers, which were her grandfather and great grandfather. Her grandmother was a shaman. All this crazy stuff in that area, and it made me look at my own life and the fact that my daughter got really sick at two and a half years old, and my ex-wife and I, she was off, you know, in jail rehab. And looked really bad. Well, I took advantage of that. And I was like, I'm the good one. I was on TV. I was making a lot of money. Um, but I was high. I had horrible relationships. I was not physically abusive to anyone, but just like mentally cheating and just gross. I was always on pills. Um, once I, I lost this big fight, I used that as, a, as an excuse because I got screwed, whatever, to let my life go out of control again, start using again. Uh, how, and, how long ago was this? This was, man, my daughter's nine, so eight years ago. I was sober for me. I was, yeah, about then. Which fight was that? Uh, Demetrius Johnson. It was the big fight everyone knows that I, I technically got screwed. Demetrius used that as, as, as an excuse to become the best in the world because I, I caught him slipping. He got better. I used it as an excuse. I got screwed. I'm going to get high again. Like the and, victim. Yeah, I, put, I, I fucked that one up. Um, but... My daughter got sick, and she juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. And if you see her now, I mean, I just ordered her first custom surfboard. She snowboards. She wakeboards. She skateboards. I mean, she drops in on cement bowls in her skateboard. She's nine. So cool. Uh, and it, I, I, it makes she's homeschooled. She's been homeschooled before COVID, a year or two before COVID, two years. Um, so 
I, this is what we're, I, I want to give her this life to do whatever she wants. You know, that, that, that's the life I, I love. I want, I, and school failed me. And I know how smart she is. I knew how capable she is. But I knew that stress couldn't be part of her, her daily thing, which is school. So I took her out of it. But, um, you know, it, to understand that her, her mother and I were the problem. You know, this little person has no issue. Just, just a fucking baby. Yeah. We caused so much stress in her life that she got sick. You're really Ugh. sick, and she couldn't walk. And, um, you know, her mother and I are great. And our mother's sober, and, and it, we're, like, really good friends. I love her to death. Um, but I, I always put myself out there as, dude, I was just as bad as she was. It's just I wasn't sh shooting up heroin, and I wasn't in jail. Like, okay. You were functional. I, I, you know, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was, enough. I was losing everything on a grand scale is what I was doing. <laughs> um, and, and now to finally be able to understand that, to do what we did to our little girl, and to be able to fix it, you know, it was diet and exercise first. You know, good attitude, but then can high dose cannabis oil. And getting a two year old high is kind of funny, but kind of not. You know, like, but at least she's not on painkillers. She's not on methotrexate, which is a chemotherapy drug, which breaks your heart when your little kids are not only can she not walk, but she's losing her hair now. You know, like, that's heavy. Um, and everything else that came with it. And, and now, Dude, at one point I sat back and I went, okay, so I'm, I'm never going to have an athlete. Like, that's cool. I can focus on her brain and music or something because uh, she's so creative. But I, I, ha I, 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 sh I should have bit my tongue with, with just me doing it. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I, I'm not even allowed to work for my own goddamn pharmaceutical company because I'm not a doctor. You know how much that hurts? Wow. But the fact that I'm able to pull this sort of shit off is why... And heal myself. I mean, you know, this is why people listen to me when I talk because I, I pulled it off and I'm now, I, now I get to teach it. That's the coolest part, you know. It's like, sure, you know, I, I can't do certain things in this space and that's cool. I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But, but at, least, um, at least the world is listening. Yeah, but this is your role. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing I have to this know. This is my beautiful. Lane. It's, it's, I, I get this, frustrated. This, the, the marketing is what it's all about. Yeah, yes. Because the science can be there. If no one knows about it, no one's going to use it. If, if, if people don't see real world results, they're not even going to pay attention. And that's, that's, you know, that's what this is all about sharing our own healing. Yeah. And I think the more of us that are willing to do this in a, on a public you know, format, and get it out there and say, look, I was fucked up and these things help. This is what I do. I can't tell you how to do it. Really, I can give you like an idea, but tools. it works. Yeah. It's all about the tools. Yeah, tools. And and it's it's crazy because these tools have been here for so long. Yes. They've been here forever. <laughs> and this Western medicine is so new. In the grand scheme of things, I mean, they've they've you know, they they speculate that civilization's been around three hundred thousand years. And human as human form has been maybe a million. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not sure. I'm, I'm not positive. Long time, but in Western medicine has been about a hundred years. <laughs> maybe maybe a hundred years. At least good medicine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, some some stuff that, that that works. Yeah. And some of it does. But it's it's man, that's 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 incredible, and that's something that I really worry about when my girl and I get into it about certain things, and and our son gets quiet. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, I, I need to check myself right But now. at least we're the first group of people, or I think, 
in mass at least, to really sit back and go, oh, dude, damn it. Okay, let's not do this. And you and we're open enough with our with our kids where I look at my daughter and I, I go, I'm sorry. And I, and I explain what happened, what I did wrong. And now I see her having to. It was like my mom, you know, it's mother-son sort of shit. My mom's still stuck, you know, kind of immature, kind of. Um, it's just her programming, you know, her past and all that sort of stuff. And she, I, I was busy. I work a lot. And my, my daughter's staying with you tonight. You know that. Uh, she got mad at me because I wasn't home on time. And I was like, what are you talking about? I've been shooting for 12 hours all day in Santa Monica at a ketamine clinic doing my own therapy. I was like, huh? Mm. And we just, I don't know. I get there in the morning all, all hurried to get my kid. And she goes, hey, Dad, before I could say anything, she goes, hey, Dad, I, I read what Grandma said to you last night. And I, I, I had to put her in check. Like I told you, don't, don't put words in my mouth, Grandma. I'm not mad at my dad. My dad's, my dad's helping people. Uh, oh my god uh, huh? so cool. or her even pulling me aside and going you know while we're driving going dad i'm just really proud of you you've changed so much for the better i'm just really proud of you, wow. you keep, keep going and i was like oh my god you're cool wow uh, and that that just that shows you right there of of how much better she already is at nine years old um and it's all about the kids for me like i i i set this whole study up with the ufc you know, and, and I got credit for it, which was cool. That's great. Uh, I've been bugging the UFC for th three years about this. And if I can show the world, you know, look at these individuals, these fighters, these veterans. Those are the two main people I work with. Then um, some other very dangerous individuals that trust me, like former hitmen. I somehow know a bunch of them. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I, 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 there's at least a handful that I know. Maybe because you're really good at beating people up. It is, and it, I come from a weird time in MMA where it was where it was different. We hung out with those individuals, like Hell's Angels and stuff. It's weird. Um, I've got some friends that are Hell's Angels yeah. now that I grew up with. You know, yeah. they, they're all like these guys. You know, they're we've talked about it before. People need to be forgiven for their their prior transgressions, and we, yeah. we need a safe space to talk about it. But with the fighters. You take an individual that was driven to become a fighter in the first place, so they most likely have the most trauma. Not to not to downplay anyone's trauma because it's all the same. It's all relative. Yeah, but you take these individuals who are driven and they're and they're they have this fire inside them, you know, where there's something there's something there, and I hate to say it, but there's something wrong. Um, and if we can if we can take those individuals who 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 are driven to do that then as a job they also give and receive PTSD for a living while climbing into a cage in their underwear to fight someone for blood money that's a lot that's a lot um it is we can fix those guys guys and girls we can fix them i mean it, maybe not as fast as your usual person but i have methods i have the McCall method um and i have the trust of the UFC so I, I, I'll be, uh, before these studies can take off with Johns Hopkins and all that, I'm going to be taking groups of fighters to places like in Jamaica and Costa Rica, wherever I can basically get funding to go. And, you know, tell stories. It's what I do best. Sorry, I burped. Um, so, to tell those stories. You yeah. Know? So, so what, what does the, the McCall method consist of? It's, I, it's, it's, it's in its infancy. Like I'm not ready to be some life coach or something. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I, I, I'm. It's my, it's my duty, to go again, guys. This is what I use. These are the people that help me. These are these are. This is the doctor and this is the healer and the shaman and. Sure. Uh, it's like direction. It's just direction. Great. And, and it's um. 
being kind of a steward to the, the psychedelic renaissance, you know, I get to work with the top doctors like Dr. Fadiman. You know, he, he emails me and says, thank you. Like, you know how cool that feels? Wow. <laughs> Dr. James Fadiman is, is the godfather of microdosing. Um, or these big companies asking about my formulations. I'm like, what? You have scientists. You're cool. You think mine is cool? I'm like, great. You know, or, or actual scientists that are friends with me that are like really big name people. You know, I had one of them, she, she says, she goes, um, you know, sometimes I, I just, I, I see the genius in you. Like, it's crazy how smart you are. And then other times you sound like the dumbest motherfucker in the room. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, <laughs> Melissa. I love you. You're, I needed that. Um, that's a good friend. Yeah. And then that's, that's, that's why I'm here. Cause I, I, I have these people hold me accountable. You know, I, I have these, cause like you, you can't, I mean, I'm building a psychedelic brand. Yeah. I tried to do the other stuff and now I can legally build a psychedelic brand. And it's, and now it's about, okay, what's the ethos? What's, what, what are we community work are we doing? Like, well, I don't need to think about products. Those are easy. We repackage psychedelics in some nifty ways with some marketing and advertising and some cool packaging. Yeah. It's about carrying this brand into something greater. What are we doing for community? What are we doing for, for society as a whole? You know, what sort of charitable ventures and are we doing? It's, there's there's a, a lot of stuff to think of, um, and I'm, I'm excited to be the guy that's doing it the right way. You know, because we, we've got political ties and psycho-spiritual ties. I'm a preacher for a plant medicine church, a legal one. That's you know, like, I've checked every box so I don't get fucked with realistically. <laughs> I, wanted, I don't want to go to jail. I, I'm just trying to help people. Here. Yeah, I'm that the the plant medicine church sounds super super fascinating. What what's that about? So it, we are card. I don't have my card on me. I should. Uh, I don't have any psychedelics on me, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it's it's a plant medicine card. It's 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 basically I'm a I'm a card carrying member of a church that has my picture on it. it ours is the Earth Temple out of San Diego. Bear Heart and Bree are, are amazing shamans. It's a it's a Na- Native American church. Yes, okay. they have two certifications: one under the ONAC and one under a different one. I can't remember. I should know that. Um, and you're technically, le- if you're a church member, you're legally allowed to carry, facilitate, grow any psychedelic you want. Well, not any. I guess it's for there. It's mushroom, San Pedro, and ayahuasca. Perfect. Um, and you know, I, I'm I'm I've done ayahuasca, but I'm a I'm a mushroom person. That's that's my research. That's my love. Uh, that's my medicine. Um, you work with a few other things, just kind of again for research. Um, but you know that card will will save your butt. Cops are no one's. Cops are going to mess with you anyways right now. I don't think. But if you have the card, they're definitely not going to mess with you. Okay, so you have the card. Let's say, like say I was able to attain a card, and I wanted to facilitate a ceremony, and I, you know. Let's just say, God, God forbid, something happens like the cops show, show up, yeah. and there's people there that don't have the card. What what's the what's the rules be, behind that? Because because technically, I'm facilitating a church, but they may not all be I'm, members. I'm in the process of talking, uh, talking with some lawyers. Um, I work with the Hive Defense Fund, which is the first psychedelic fund ever put up for for psychedelic discrimination and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pledge is a, is another organization through them. I'm trying to learn it all. I'm trying to figure out it because there's there's people say one thing, but then this person says this thing. When you get in with the political movement, like I have, you realize everyone just has agendas. Yeah. So I honestly I don't truly know what is what how all this works, and I'm just trying to figure it out because people have to be safe. I preach safety, harm prevention, and safety, and you you. So yeah, I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. We're we're I keep telling people this. I'm like I'm we're still too early. 
we're, we're right at the cusp of everything happening. Um, the speed in which this is all happening is insane. Like, I, we're way ahead of where I thought we were going to be. But, I mean, there's still a lot of roadblocks, you know, so we have to tread carefully. Don't spook the horses. Um, and if you are one of the people with the church, you see why the two people that got in trouble, because they're being assholes to people. Yeah. They, they got ratted on by other people in the industry. Uh-huh. And I know that sounds gross as it sounds gross in certain regards, a like drug dealing culture, the, you know, that sort of thing. Like, yeah, you don't rat on anybody. Yeah. But these people are being assholes. You, you don't talk shit. You don't, you're going to make, you know, you, you're, you're, you're not paying your taxes sort of stuff. I, they're pretty sure that's why they end up going in there. The, the military, on, yeah. the military robs you or the military, the government, government. the government comes in, they bring their chainsaws or jaws of life. They open up your safes. They take all your product. They probably push it out the back door and, they have some money to spend on the on the uh, on the department. That's too bad. It, it's just weird how that works, but they're just doing it as a show. They, those those guys that got in trouble, they have probation. Where, it's not a big deal. Where where were these guys that got in trouble? Oakland and Denver, the two most safe cities you can be in. You know, I guess outside of Oregon now. Oh, they could have went there to make an example out of those exactly. places too, because those is. are the most progressive right now, besides Portland. Exactly, and and you. You just that just shows you don't piss them off, don't poke the bear, don't poke the bear, and don't be rude to people. Like you know, like I don't yeah. mean to say anyone deserves that, but like don't be a dick. It's yeah. it's simple. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to be able to work with the Native American Church in a in a, in a half moon circle. Beautiful. A few years ago, my my girl and I did when we first started when we first got got together, and beautiful, beautiful for sure. So what going back to your 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 drug use and your in in this stuff and what and and the suicide what what do you think what what happened to you that that put you through that oh man it was years of drug abuse years of but of, where do you think the drug abuse, abuse came from um my mom left me when i was like 12 um and that's that's the main thing i, I mean no one touched me. i even asked my brother because we went to private schools we got kicked out of like four private schools in Orange County for fighting. Um, I'm like, hey, did 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 what did anything happen to us? I don't know about. Did, did we get touched or you get touched? He goes, no. Uh, uh-uh. like I think they knew, and I say that because it was Catholic Church. I'm not like, you know, being weird or yeah. You know, so I'm just say, stating the facts. And I never saw anything bad. <coughs> um, and so you so you grew up religious, religious no, family. No, no, no. I was put in just expensive schools because my family could that's what we did okay um and i i just think it was the fact that i had such a good family that it seemed like and then she my mom had some stuff you know to deal with and she had to take off and i, I took that the wrong way I, I was very shitty about it um i i hated her for a long time and that drove me to be crazy and then i started taking pills you know because my teammates were doing it my older my older teammates in wrestling and I, I liked, I started smoking weed at eight years old. I can't blame it on anybody. I like to get high. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> and I, I just had this propensity to, to get fucked up. And I was never like an alcoholic, even though, of course, you're young, you get drunk. Um, I just liked partying. Yeah. It was, and then I, I was able to be a party boy. I was able to be a pro athlete and sell drugs and, uh, you know, live this lavish lifestyle with my famous friends. And it was just, it was, it was crazy. It was wild. I mean, by before, probably by the time I was 20, maybe 19, I had done everything in Las Vegas that any young man would ever want to do. Yeah. Everything. I mean, 
outside of another man entering me, it's it was everything, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm just not into that. And I'm like, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it was just a crazy time. And I, I, I like, you know, Chuck Liddell became famous and I was there for that. I was living on his couch basically. And I dropped out of college. I hurt my knee and I was like, I'm going to become a fighter like these guys. Or I was already a fighter, but I wanted to be like them. Yeah. And I was the man. And I, exactly. I was able to just live that life. So I hopped on board the shit show and then just joined the circus. You know, and then, then I knew what I wanted to be. I had this vision in my eyes that I would one day make money fighting. I'd become a world champion. And I, I did it. And it was a selfish, gross pursuit that, you know, I, I, I realized this recently. I'm, I'm now trying to get my black belt in jiu-jitsu. Okay. I've been doing jiu-jitsu for 22 years. Wow. I should have my black belt. I'll, I'll walk into a room right now and fuck up a bunch of black belts. But that's not the point. I, I gave up my pursuit of a black belt to have a gold one. And in the end, gold has got me nothing. That gold got me some adoration and fame and, and some money, and it means nothing to me. And I'm sat there now paying attention in class. Now actually sitting down, putting a gi on for the first time in my life and going, okay, I just just I just shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> it's a lot you know? different when you do something for the soul. Yeah, and it's I needed it because I lost the martial artist in me. Um, it's been back for a while now, but that's what I did my whole life. As a martial artist, this is what I teach children in, in martial arts class. I'm I'm holding you to a higher standard because I'm teaching you things that are going to make you capable of helping people. Mentally, physically, whatever it is. Have you seen, I don't know, this was a while ago, a year or two ago, little boy on Instagram. God makes me almost want to cry every time I think about it. It's him and his little sister sitting there. And she's, you know, her hair in her face, she's a beautiful little thing. Just, she looks so happy. And so, and she's holding on to her brother's arm. And he's in his gi. And his face is mauled by a dog, by a pit bull that was attacking his little sister. And this kid is sitting there proud. I, I'm so proud. Mm. And like that guy just, he's the little kid and he just, he saved his sister's life from a pit bull that would have killed her. And he's earned his man card already. And I'm just like, that's why I do it. Gives me chills. You know? It, yeah. it, <laughs> and I know, of course, I don't want a kid to ever be in harm's way. No, of but course. But if a kid's going to be in harm's way, it better be a martial artist. <laughs> it better be a kid that can, that can save these other kids because that, that just shows you the rest of life. You know, if I walk down the street, dude, I, I'm going to help people. That's what you do. It doesn't matter what they look like, who they are, what, what's happening. You help people. You run into danger because I have, as iron sharpens iron, I've sharpened you to do that. It's simple. It doesn't always mean you have to hurt people or, or fight. It's just having confidence. You know? Yeah, I have a very uh, similar story. My parent, my mom and my stepfather got into uh, math when I was 12. And uh, I, I wrestled for a couple of years in high, high school. I was fre freshman and sophomore. And that gave me a lot of discipline i didn't want to go fuck around yeah you know i, I was skating and i was playing ba baseball still i was a great baseball player where'd, then, where'd you grow up uh lake elsinore okay yeah so not a not a very savory town a little little, little rough yeah yeah meth it was the meth capital of the nation at that point oh, yeah we had we had bikers getting our our house got raided when i was a kid yeah. my stepdad was manufacturing hessians bikers a couple houses down got raided a couple times i mean it was it was our street was some serious business <laughs> Uh, but the wrestling, I, n I never got into mar martial arts, but 
because in Elsinore, it, just, it wasn't like an available thing. But I, but I wrestled for a couple of years, and I really got to learn that discipline. And I was never, I wasn't that, I wasn't that great at it. I got my ass kicked in, in, in practice. I was really good, but then when I would go to actually to tournaments and wrestle, I didn't, I didn't do do that well. Uh, but it gave me a discipline that I didn't, that I never had. For sure, I was running at home, and my 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 mom would even trip trip out on. I'm like I'm like I got to put these bags on and go run, mom. She's like, okay, like, all right, crazy. <laughs> and then uh, and I was playing. I was good baseball player, and I I made starting varsity catcher when I was a sophomore. And then one day my mom dropped me off at my dad's house, and I just started doing drugs every chance that I could. I didn't want to be there, and the same yeah. same kind of kind of thing, and. Up till very recently, my fifteenth ayahuasca ceremony, number fifteen. I thought I was already done. I was there, kind of <laughs> like, well, because I'd had a couple ceremonies before that. It's kind of like you, you know what to do. We gave you the tools. Go do it. Quick, quick on my back. But my fifteenth one, I, I had this epiphany that I'm still a heartbroken twelve-year-old boy, and that I, that I. It's a rough feeling to just have that sink in, and you're like, damn it. I'm st- and I just started crying like a little kid and saying, I love you, Mom. Yeah. I love you, and I'm sorry, and I'm sorry that we went through this. I'm sorry that I was sh- a shithead to you for those years and thinking something different and whatever. So the next day, we integrated with a, a San Pedro ceremony, and our, our shaman sister had me write a letter to that 12-year-old boy. Beautiful. And I wrote it on San Pedro, and it started out saying, Adam... From this day forward, your life's never going to be the same. You're going to go places where you're not going to feel wanted. Everything that you've worked for and all your sports and everything is done. And you're going to be addicted to drugs. You're going to have problems with women. And life's going to fucking suck. And just writing that has been one of the most powerful things that I've ever done. It gives me chills talking about it right now because... That's just real shit. That's still who I am. I'm still that kid. Yeah. You know, I still watch skate videos and see skate spots, even though I don't really skate anymore. You know, I still, <laughs> yeah. I still get those same feelings. I could totally kickflip that. Like, dude, that thing's <laughs> skatable. I can never skate it, but someone could. You know, and I just want, you know, the the martial arts thing for my son is something I, I really want because I want him to be humbled. I want him to get his ass kicked. I want him to it's feel good for everybody. Yeah, I want him to feel what it's like to have someone like not let you do what you want to do. <laughs> it's so beneficial for kids and people in general because I and I tell people this all the time. You should get in a fist fight once in your life. Oh yeah. We are monkeys and you have to understand how your body's gonna react. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, most fights where you're gonna get punched in the face, and that's it. Okay. Um I, there's a few things you can watch out for. Don't get hammered at a bar and pick a fight with a giant bouncer. They're going to one-punch you, mm-hmm. you know? Or like that football player. Did you see that one recently? It just came out, some, some famous football player kid in college. Him and his buddy, big, two big guys, were picking fights with these two small dudes. Ugh. And two, two young cowboys in a bar in Oklahoma or something. And these two little dudes know how to fight. They're, they're 10 years trained in MMA. Ooh. They beat the <laughs> fuck out of these two dudes. And you see... 
The Ooh. one guy finally gets pushed, and the little guy, he he makes this crazy face where you can tell they had like pushed him in the face, and he touches his face, and you could tell that was like the oh, I'm ready. He like wipes his face and does this like all right, all right, and then unleashes punches the guy, and you're like, well, you fucking deserve that, you dick. The wrong guy, you know. <laughs> and, and I don't I love those some people see that guy's gone his whole life being a celebrated fucking athlete football player in college those dudes are huge and athletic he's probably gotten away with everything he yeah. just looks like a dick you, know, you look at him you're like god doesn't have to do his 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 schoolwork and get straight a's yeah, yeah. And, you know like and, and whether i mean sure he's a good example of a big white dude who's obnoxious but that comes in every color and it just so happened you don't you don't you don't fucking do that to people Mm-mm. and that's a good lesson for kids respect and, and i don't again i don't i don't want people to to end up having their ass kicked and have him putting on put on social media and probably ruining his college career, mm-hmm. but some people need to be taught lessons. It's how it works, and um, if we can make everyone trained in, in martial arts, there'll be a lot less lessons that have to be taught. Right. You know, you, the last resort is to hurt somebody. Yeah, and you just gotta know you you shouldn't fuck with people, especially yeah. in a violent format, because or in any way, because someone could just snap and get violent. I had a guy try and fight me during COVID. First, Jeez. like a few months into COVID. I'm at Starbucks and I pull in and I park and I realize, oh shit, it's not open. I just ordered it. I have to go in line. Jeez. And I back out and I see him and I <laughs> wave to him and I think he's paying attention and I pull in very, very gently. Yeah. But he starts honking and fucking throwing his hands up and MFing me. And I'm like, babe, look, he's getting mad. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and, he, he, and then he got out of his car and I was like, oh my God, he's out of his car. Oh my God. And I, I'm, I'm dashing, I lock my doors and he comes up and he's screaming and I roll the window down and I just put my head on the, on the windowsill. I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, fuck you. You're this and you're that. And I'm like, I am. I'm really sorry. Like, I'm really, I'm an asshole. I'm a piece of shit. I'm sorry. Um, and he just, he kept going. And finally, I looked at him in the eyes and I was like, hey, you should probably get back in your car. And he's like, uh, and I was like, right now. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and he's got in his car. And I thought, what if I would have gotten out? What if I would have gotten out and beat the fuck out of that dude? You'd be in jail. Uh, yeah, or he would be hurt. Or hurt. I've been to jail. It sucks, yeah. but yeah, if hurt. I would have done that, I would have deserved it. Mm-hmm. And I could have hurt this individual. And who, what what made him want to get out of his car and Starbucks and fight somebody? Yeah. He had no idea it was me. It could have been. I just that whole interaction. I just went, man. This is. <laughs> that's the that's the the scenario where I I say if someone flips out like that. Yeah. The guy must have just found out his brother sleeping with his wife. Something weird, dude. I'm like, hey, you need a hug? I'll hug the fuck out of you right now. But, yeah, there's something going you know, on. Like, it's cool. Are you smoke a joint? Oh, how about that? I got weed in the car. Come here. Let's park over here. I'll get you high. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, I just, I, I can't, I don't have it in me to hurt people anymore. And I do go in the gym and I recreationally choke my friends, but that's because I have to have a release like that. Yeah. Like, I, I work out like a psychopath still. Um, maybe a little inappropriate sometimes. Like the other day I had to sleep for 14 hours because I, I, I am obsessive and maybe a little, you know, somewhere on that spectrum they talk about. And I just, I get this obsessive thing where I, you know, I, especially with trauma, I've had some gnarly trauma in my life. Um, you know, the highs and lows, just yeah. shit happens and I don't let it affect me anymore or I'll, you know, I'm going to go ruin my life. It, it just, I just, I bury it in workouts, which again, probably not healthy. Um, 
but the whole McCall method is new. <laughs> Just trying to figure it out. Uh, and, and it, but it's it's a healthier outlet for me. I, I have yeah. to have the the you know the rush of good drugs in my brain from working out. Like it, sure. sometimes peptides don't work. Sometimes breath work doesn't work. Sometimes I have to get out there and I have to fucking screw. Just work out so hard I want to scream. You know. I just got last night. I just got the heaviest massage I've ever had in my life. I love those. This They're woman horrible. that was recommended to me, she's a big woman, Scottish accent, and she's got <laughs> meat cleavers for yes. hands. <laughs> I feel like I got in a mountain bike accident oh, yesterday. Yeah. This morning, I'm like, oh, my God. Like she, I have parts of my skin where she was rubbing things out. My skin looks like it has a rash. <laughs> that I, I've never had this before. So I, I got up this morning. I'm like, okay, good. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to get on the spin bike for 30 minutes, and I'm going to ha have a smoothie, and I'm going to do this. But that, I, I think I'm going to start because the toxins that it re releases, there's so much that stores in, yeah. in your body. Um, have you ever tried tried to cam cambo therapy? No, I haven't. Um, I spent. We should get you some cambo, I, dude. I need it really bad I've, because you'll you'll get to let go of a lot of um, a pent up aggression, dark energies. I need that really bad. Uh, par parasites. <laughs> really bad. Um, well, I, I've we'll been get you hooked I, up. I've been after it forever, and I haven't done it. I've been kind of avoiding it, I guess. Um, I spent two years in and out of the hospital with stomach issues mm. and I know it will help me. I know combo will, will end up making it better. I just haven't got around to it, but yeah, it's something that I avoided forever because I just don't like throwing up. I was, I was literally, yeah, I was in Brazil, New York, Ireland, here, um, all in the hospital with stomach issues. And it's just, it's just one of those things I was like, okay, I'll put off, put off, put off, but I, I really need to get into it. You should, you should definitely try it. My, my mother, uh, had, uh, she had this I IBS kind of thing where she had, she, didn't tell me until after she did Cambo, but she had diarrhea for over 10, 10 years. And it, it's after her after her second treatment, it's gone. Beautiful. And she, she also had hot flashes for over 20 years. And after first treatment, they're gone. Damn. So there's there's a definite anxiety kind of crack type yeah. thing that it that it does. And plus it's a major rush of of biopeptides. Bio yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I, I've I've researched it. Yeah. I've amazing. looked into it and I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll get around to it eventually. It was like ayahuasca. Ayahuasca I've known about for, I don't know, 15 years. And I finally did it like a year ago, not even a year ago. How many um, did, did you do in a row? Well, How many because sessions? it was my initiation into the church. It wasn't just your, I drove up on a whim. I'm like, I have to get this done before I do the whole HBO thing. And I figured I need to figure my life out. And I never trusted anyone to do it. I never, I'd never looked at a, someone who's a shaman um, Who's telling me they're a shaman, or someone else is telling me they're a Not shaman? Not a lot of shaman. You're probably. It's very highly unlikely you'll do. There's shamans that travel here, for, but for but, them to be a real shaman, you know, everyone's always pitching someone. Yeah, and, and I just for sure. and I always looked at the individual and I was like, I don't know you. Like I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I. I'm sorry. I have trust issues. I don't fucking know you. Yeah. And um, I finally met a group of people at the Earth Temple, which I felt comfortable with, and that's what it's about. I respect these medicines a lot. So I went up there, and they pulled me, you know, pulled me into the woods because we were sleeping outside, no tents, sort of thing, next to a river. Went river rafting, did all this fun stuff. Um, we have something called La Forza Sagrada. So we teach people how to survive. It's a, it's a, a group of well-armed hippies that are well-provisioned, cool. special forces guys. Uh, Super cool. Fucking savages. Yeah. But we look, you know, these, these hippies who wear their own robe, they make their own clothing, pull up in a Range Rover. Like, our group doesn't mess around. Wow. Um, but, you know, out in the forest with bear... 
And uh, Baron Ian, they take me, or the shaman, they take me into the woods. Everyone else is over there integrating and doing their thing. Like, well, time to go. <laughs> and they start giving me, you know, uh, half doses, maybe well, half and a full in the day by myself in the woods. You know, just, just so, so you didn't do the the, the week long dieta or anything no, I did. did, did. I, I, yeah, I did a dieta. I'm okay. always eating, eating healthy. I fixed up a few things and then uh, did the day ceremony. You know, which ended up being, you know, I, I met her, um, and she came to me in the form that 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 I'm I'm able to pick up the best, which was a beautiful female figure. Yeah. And I, I, it made me realize a lot of stuff in my my sexuality, in my 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 view on the female form. Where I'm sitting there in the shade, I'm on a trail, but but there's there's no sun really. It's there's a tree in front of me, and I'm I'm talking to her and I'm going over everything. I'm I wasn't I was being a smart ass, like joking about something, and all of a sudden I get an acorn in the face, and I was like, whoa, okay, like pay attention. And I looked up and I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> and then we start talking to her and. All of a sudden, I, I'm not, I don't know how long ago passes, but uh, I'm not paying attention again. And I literally, I don't hear it, but I feel someone say, pay attention. And I get this beam of light. And I told you, I'm in the shade. A beam of light in my eyes. And I was like, whoa. And I look up and I see this beautiful female form out of branches. And I was like, oh, wow. there she is. <laughs> now I get to see you. I was like, oh, and you're coming to me as a hot chick. Pachamama. I get it. You have my attention. She's like, let's go for a walk. And I'm like, where are we going to go? Like, I'm talking to her. I'm like, trying not to hit on her, you know, because I'm a gross man. It's Pachamama, dude. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> she, just, we're, she just doesn't want you to rape her. That's we're, all. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're flirting, you know, and like, I'm just being silly. And, and we walk down to the river. And this is the same river that I went river rafting on as a kid uh, in Central California. Wow. And the same area, at least. Maybe a different, you know, part of it. But And who do I run into? Because I'm thinking I'm not able to access my past. It's really hard for me to access my past with psychedelics so far. Uh, I don't understand why yet. Um, but I saw the biggest block to that, my best friend who, who died in my arms. Mm. And I saw him and I was like, yo, it's been years, buddy. How are you? You know, we just start talking and walking down the beach with her. And, you know, we start, I'm like thinking like, cool, you know. And I just saw him. I'm like, great, dude, fuck. I don't talk to you enough. Like, I need to, this is, wow, thank you. Go back, you know, I'm, wears off. Uh, nighttime comes, we go deeper, and I, I, I took three cups, three more cups. Whew. And I'm, I'm going to ring it out, you know. Yeah. Like, and I figured, oh, cool, I'm going to go on another date with Pachamama. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, buddy, I'm going to go out there, <laughs> and I'm going to hang out with her and see what happens. I don't know what's even going on. And where did she bring me? She shows up right away. All right. And just like, it was like she had something behind her. She turns around and I see my best friend again. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, you motherfucker. You cockblock. What are you doing? Like, why are you here? <laughs> I'm supposed to go on a date with her. Like, let's go figure I'm, gonna, I'm trying to figure out ayahuasca. You know, I want to see what this is. I want to add a lot of questions for her. And she's like, nope. No, no. You two need to figure this out. And I just sat there. I got in a fight with my dead best friend in my sleeping bag all night. We just sat there and just talked shit to each other. Like, what the fuck is... He was, as my wife was gone, uh, he was the person that helped me raise my daughter for, for a year before he passed. And um, we, lived, we lived like a gay couple that weren't... We, outside of the being gay part, 
we you know we argued and fought and we lived together and we shared everything. I mean, we we were both best friend roommates. We were best friend roommates who were savage world champions together. Yeah, that's great. We shared women. We shared food. We shared responsibilities for my kid. Like we we lived a life together, and then he died. Now I watched him progressively do this, but um, that's what what ayahuasca showed me, and I, I can't wait to go back to her. That, it's it's just something I need. It's 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 hard. You know? That that you know, I said. Pachamama because you saw it in the tree and I've sat with Mother Aya and she's showed me just incredible things. And that, her connecting you with your best friend is, that's the most invaluable thing that you could ever have because you're carrying that, that grief. Yeah. And, you're, and you're, you know, to be able to let go of that grief and come to terms with it and say like hey fucker what are you doing you know it's like <laughs> just that one moment of being able to to have that closure to have that that peace of mind and knowing that he's okay hey brother i'll see you soon you know it's it's just it's incredible i um wow that's great she showed me that look you you your ego again is here because you you have taken this task upon you to heal all these other fighters. And just like David Scott said, when we, they didn't release this information or this part of the footage, but we did a, we play a, a mushroom ceremony on TV. It was on HBO, HBO Real Sports. And I did five grams and then talked to, um, talk to the person. What? After. They were yeah. filming it? And you were, yeah, wow. Yeah. And How was that? <laughs> it was intense. And I'm, I I'm, bet. Jeez. I got mad at the producer, the Emmy Award winning producer, Jordan Cronick. Um, Jordan and I was like, how the fuck, how dare you not release this amazing, this is amazing ceremony where we, you know, all, it was so intense. And he goes, bro, he goes, I can't show that stuff. Until you build something else and we can put this on there, he's like, I can't show this. Like, HBO probably won't ever release the information, that, that stuff, but it's fine. Wow. It was so intense. And I remember sitting there across after, um, David Scott asking me, you know, well, what did you, what conclusion did you come to? This was a week after I did Aya. Because I was so I was still reeling from that, and I was like, "I, this is my job. I have to heal these people. This is my duty is to heal all these fighters, you know." Because I lost my best friend in my arms. My my other really good buddy killed his wife, who was a dear friend of mine, and himself. Oh fuck! Uh, Justin Levins, again strung out. They were both just it was crazy. Oh my god! Uh, then my coach Jeremy Williams shot himself, you know, on the streets where I grew up, you know, like so. This is dear to me. And there's, there's been a lot of other people in the space that do that, or veterans. A veteran kills themselves every 22 minutes. Know. You know, so he goes, well, do you think you can save the rest? And I was like, oh, dude, fuck, yeah. I go, well, I'm going to try. I have to try. If you can save one, it's worth it. If, exactly. And I, I've got, these are my dear friends. These are my colleagues. These are the people I, that I, I'm the kid that was able to, accomplish what I wanted to do as a goal, a dream of mine, and become friends with the people that I looked up to. Like, I've got the biggest name fighters in the world are just my friends, mm -hmm. the people I grew up with. And, and it, for, for me to be able to give something back to these individuals that let me live my dream and to, to, to just give them some sort of semblance of a life again to where they can interact with their family and not be abusive in some weird way, where whether it's physical, mental, financial they can actually live a, live a life. Like, that's all I'm trying to do. Just give these people something because, you know, they're, they're fucked up. I was there. I get it. You're, you're caught in this 
loop of not knowing what to do with your life. Because you're like, I'm not that person anymore. I don't even know who I am. I don't, my thoughts don't make any sense. I can't, my emotions are all over the place. I'm, doctors have me on these pharmaceuticals now because they think I'm bipolar or this, I'm painkillers. It's just, it's a nightmare, dude. Mm. And, and, you know, it's, that's, it's, there's just, it's such a clusterfuck. Imagine having people's wives come to you of, again, martial artists who are supposed to be doing better, going, hey, I'm being abused by this person in every way, shape, and form. Mm-hmm. It, and, it's, they, and they're not the same person they used to be. They're not this great person that people look up to anymore. Yeah, because there's a, there's a part of me that wants to say, well, we can learn to control our thoughts and we can learn to do this. But when you have a brain injury... Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. You're, you're not... You're, you're, you're broken. Yeah. You're broken. And it's, you know, things... You know, that's 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 really honorable thing that, that you're Thank doing, you. trying to help help these guys because it feels helpless. It feels like there's no that, and that's where suicide comes. Yeah, and that's that's the end. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's that's literally the end. Like, what? And I mean, I've stuck a loaded gun in my mouth. You know, and it's it's just I maybe I didn't have the balls to do it. Whatever, whatever. However, you want to skin that cat. I don't know. I don't care. It happened. And um, it's happening all the time. Do you, you know? do you feel like that was sort of your rock bottom? No, no, no. That was just young and stupid. I had guns around. Mm. <laughs> I was like, let's, let's see how this tastes. Yeah. Uh, I was just depressed. I was, you know, yeah, it was just a weird time, mm. you know, being high. Um, and when I was younger, you know, it was, it was just, you're younger, that's weird. As you're a young, depressed kid, that stuff sticks in your head, especially with people doing, offing themselves all over the place. Those are just three people tied in MMA. I mean, there's another, a lot of other people that grew up in my, in my general vicinity that, that were, that car crashes, drug, I mean, there were so many drug overdoses. It's, it's, and it still is, it's still happening rampantly. But um, I think the kids are finally starting to realize, like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't take pills. Had a conversation with a teenage kid. Hey, uh, mom, can I have some of those painkillers? I'm I'm in pain, whatever. Um, I'm like, hey, take this cannabis. Please don't take those pills. Please, please, whatever you do, those ruin my life. And now to see these young kids um, or have parents come to me and go, hey, uh, is my kid crazy? I'm like, what? <laughs> what they do? Well, they asked me, or they told me, didn't ask me, told me I don't want my... Lexapro anymore. I don't want my Adderall anymore. I don't want this these pharmaceuticals in my body. Um, and they they I said why? And they said well I have something to admit. I'm taking microdoses. Awesome. And I'm like ha ha. Well okay let's take a, take a seat here. Let me talk to you. Number one, your kid is doing something illegal. You have to know that. But uh, is your kid a better person? Is your kid getting better grades? Is your kid more loving with with its siblings and you and just Eating with, healthier with every, themselves. With themselves. Yeah, your kid's just happy. Like, if, you know, they go, well, no. Actually, yeah, my kid's, like, better than ever. I'm like, well, then it looks like it's time to break the law. <laughs> you know, a little civil, dis- civil disobedience yeah. uh, goes a long way. For sure. Um, well, we, well, we know the, the, that psilocybin being illegal is bullshit. It, it is. And, and, of course, I, I, I preach about how all drugs should be legal, but that's a different ballgame. Yeah. Um, these medicines... It's happening. I, I've got access and information, the stuff that's going down. And I'm like, this is cool. This is all happening really quickly. And um, it's nice. It's beautiful. It's, it's good because it's, it's got such a good momentum behind it. 
everyone is looking to, to heal after everything we just went through over the last year. What do you, what do you think about Kratom? I'm actually looking to formulate Kratom into uh, something I'm trying to make right now. I'm trying to make a pain-killing gummy. Uh, I can tell people. I don't give a shit. I it's, wish Kratom was around when I was trying to get off Vicodin back in the day. It, it, it's, I'm I was, sure oh, it was, but I didn't know anything about it. it that, you, can, you can replace uh, opiates with Kratom. 100%. You can replace Adderall with Kratom because there's... there's the, different doses. There's, well, there's the green strain that gives yeah. you energy. There's Ming Da and there's Thai and there's, there's a bunch of different the, ones. The green Borneo. Okay. The green Borneo is like it's like a nootropic Adderall type effect. Gets you gets you gets you going, gets you chatty. Like if if I'm if I do like a big bike ride and I gotta clean the garage all all day or something, I'll come home, I'll take four and I'll get in the garage and I'll just start to clean it and go. And you you don't they can cause a dependency and but i've heard it's very similar to quitting to, to quitting coffee it's from what i've i've studied um actually hamilton's pharmacopoeia had i think a first season maybe he he went to the kratom forest he, right? he did and um you know it only bonds to like half of your receptors mm -hmm. uh the different parts of the brain it works on hippocamp i i can't even i can't pretend to put all that together um i've read it all yeah <laughs> still trying to figure it out um but like I said, it bonds to basically half your receptors, uh, not all the opioid receptors. So they're, they're still trying to figure out why it's that makes sense. Why it's not as addictive? People um, do get addicted, but to they it, do though. get addicted they to do. it. And yeah. I and I I'm sure that varies on strain and, and the actual chemical makeup of each one. I think it's also it, the from what I read, I because when I when I started to to dabble in it, I I googled you know yeah. kratom addictive da da da, and some of these guys that were addicted were taking like like 80 grams a day 100 yeah. grams trying to get fucked up a, a day that's <laughs> like a that's like a full, that's like a bottle of 30 a day uh -huh. pretty much or no that would be more that would be like taking i th i think one pill is like a half gram that would be like i'd be like taking 120 to 160 pills a day see i had uh, urban ice sponsor me for like a little bit gave me some money i drove around a rolls royce for a weekend up here when the, new, when the new Wraith came out, I used to work in the car industry nice. with my family, just help selling wholesale, wholesaling exotics. Nice. My buddy who works in the industry is part of the creative thing. So he's like, hey, drive this around, have some cash. I was like, okay, I, I ate enough to feel that, like you ate like some Percocets. Mm -hmm. And it does have that that weird... A little bit. Yeah. Can make you itchy. Yes. A little bit, yep. Exactly. And it, I, I I found benefit in it. Uh, it just, it's all, I, I something about it doesn't quite... Um, Settle with me properly. Sure. You know? There's, I'm, you know, just, I'm looking at some of these people that are having a hard time getting off opiates or getting off Adderall this or getting off different next things. Step. These, this is a good step down. Yeah. Also, alcohol. I, yes. I quit drinking, uh, I guess it's about a year and a half now. And nice. Kratom really helped me with al alcohol cravings. Like Friday evening, I'm, that's when I normally start drinking. I have six to eight beers, and yeah. then the next Saturday, on Saturday night, I'll have about the same and feel like shit for days afterwards. But the Kratoms gave me that kind of that nightcap yeah. feeling where, and then I was fine the next day, you know? So. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm weirdly groggy from last night. We had a comedy show, a psychedelic psycho show, which is Tom. Uh, he's a guy out of Vegas. He does this travel around, and people just take psychedelics. Cool. And... <laughs> And I, I, uh, I had my first batch of psilocybin extract last night. Ooh. And, it, you know, it comes in crystalline form. And, crystalline form? Yeah. And, you know, I have a 
well, my, my scientists. I'm like, he goes, I have, I make my first extract. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, Brad, let cool. me see it. He's like, you, you, you try. You take to, you show friends. I'm like, okay. He's like, it's my, this thing that's tried. This was the second run. Really cool, you know, white powder, yellowish powder. Um, and I take it to the show and I'm just like, boys, this is the first, this is the first psychedelic psycho show we're doing with a bunch of comics. So we start piecing it. Dude, 0.3 of a gram equals four grams of mushrooms. Ooh. So I'm like, everyone be really careful. And to see this, just to feel this molecule like that, kind of isolated, which I've I've never seen outside of real chemists, like famous chemists in the space, showing me pictures of it. I haven't seen it in person. And, I, and of course, I send the pictures to actual scientists, and they're like, ooh, nice. I'm like, well, what what is it? What do I take? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, what are the numbers? Like, dude, I have no fucking idea. I don't even know what you made. Give it a run. Yeah, like, just try it. And I was like, oh, well, I'm doing this for science. Uh, and, and that's the funny space we're in. I, I get to have this cool shit and bring it and test it out on people. And, and, and um, what I was getting at is the sedative, the sedative effects I felt last night. We're at the point where I sat down after I did my set in my buddy's house, and he looked at me and he goes, oh, you're not going anywhere. And I was like, I got to leave. And he's like... No. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll stay for another hour or two. <laughs> and, you know, that's you'd be responsible, obviously. Um, but, you know, you, you were, we're, we're starting to be able to figure this sort of stuff out, get these isolates like we did in cannabis. We're, we're going to realize that, that, you know, full spectrum is obviously better once we see what more parts of the mushroom work in which ways with the body. Sure. Um, all these tryptamines and things that we don't even know about yet. Different strains that do feel different. Yeah. Different and things. You know, yeah. If he, some, some give you crazy energy. Some just give you that super psychedelic kind of mystical feeling. And yeah, the, others do what you, you had yeah, last night. Like a penis envy to a, 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 an albino. Sure. Albinos are super high anxiety and energy filled where, you know, if you are golden teachers, you know, you want to take those and you want to go crawl into a ball and sit in your bed and people are like, well, explain. I'm like, I just did. Yeah. That you have to experience for, for yourself. Otherwise, it's just me just flapping my face. Start start small and go bigger. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Can, you can always take more. You can't take less. I always say that. You know, I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I have I have a uh, complete how to ha- pre- prepare a mi- microdose that's going on on the blog today actually. So it'll it'll be up by the time this go, goes out. Yes. The uh, it's I grind them in a coffee coffee grinder. You have to more by you have to don't don't drive around with full mushrooms in your pocket. Grind no. them in a co- coffee grinder. So much yeah. safer. It, and it's and it, it's already mixed up. Yes, I've heard that you're that sometimes a, a full cap cannot di- di- digest in, in your stomach, and you could pass it. Well, so you you break down the protein structure of a mushroom, which is what upsets your stomach. Um, and this is what I tell people for if they do have an upset stomach about it at all, or if they want to have a hit faster, um, something called lemon tech, which is just lemon juice. But what I add in, so you have, you have citric acid in the lemon juice. So after you pulverize the mushrooms, they're, very, as you've noticed, really extremely fine powder. Yeah. Um, there's your bioavailability. Everything is, is pulverized and open to actually be extracted. Put in the uh, citric acid and lemon juice. I use bromelain, which is an enzyme in pineapple juice. Um, then you mix those together. I mix in some beet juice. It can make people poop, so be careful. Um, vasodilation. Help, helps your bloodstream faster. Um, now, mind you, if you're going to take a big dose, I recommend fasting for eight hours and then prepping your stomach with a prebiotic, probiotic, digestive enzyme shot. If you can, a little black pepper, maybe some ginger. Um, black pepper is going to boost absorption by like 2,000%. Um, 
And then you, you know, put the powder in the juice mix, stir it up for three, four, five minutes, um, and you'll basically be converting it from psilocybin to psilocin in a cup. And then as you ingest, it hits within like 13 minutes. Ooh. And, and it's the McCall method. This is what I do. I, I can't let these individuals, these dangerous fighters and hitmen and gangsters or vets, whatever, whatever psychopath is sitting next to me uh, that, that actually entrusts me with this, I can't, I can't let them get ready for this. They go, oh, how long does it take? 45 minutes. Okay. No, 15 minutes in, bang. Wow. Because I, I can't let them get ready and have put their defenses up. And uh, as, I, as I, I keep telling people, I'm just the boatman. I'm not a shaman. My, my fiance was, was raised in shaman lineage in Serbia on a farm. Um, she's taken every single certification there's out there because uh, she's an intellectual. She's, she's an academic. She, she thrives on those sort of things. Cool. Um, but I'm just the guy. I'm the boatman. I take these individuals because they feel safe from this realm to the next. I ferry them across. They get to die, and I get to, I get to help keep them safe and then lead them back into this world. That's cool. You know, whether that's Mike Tyson or, or Chuck Liddell or... Um, like I said, these veterans, Jericho Denman or whoever, you know, it's a, it's, it's a heavy space. Um, it's not something I asked for, as you know, carrying space for people, holding space for people. Um, carrying that load is exhausting and it's hard yeah. and, and it's not something that I just, uh, willy nilly. I like my, I like using that word recently. Uh, just throw it around. Like I'll take people to my own farm and do work, yep. but it's not something I'm like, Oh, I'm here to make money. Like this not it i'll make money doing something else <laughs> well i think money comes with anything that, that you're passionate about it yeah. comes it just comes it shows up in its own form yeah and i've heard lots of people talk about it the day that i stopped working for myself the day that I, all my focus is on helping other people it's become so much easier i mean it's things just pop up in front of me and i'm like oh this is cool. This will help. Thank you. Thank you, universe. It just sets it in front yeah, of you. Yeah, it's right it there, and everything is good and calm and collected, and it's just a better way of life, man. So I'm really fascinated from what you, from our talk the other day, you had talked about psilocybin in the UFC. Yes. Can, can you talk a little bit about that? Because so, that's, to me, that's super fascinating. I brought a psilocybin study with Johns Hopkins to the UFC. And the reason they entrust me with this sort of stuff, Jeff Nowitzki is the golden snitch. Um, take these dips out of my mouth. Yeah, no um, he's a buddy of mine. And I were, they, they use my CBD product, which is called Elixicure. Uh, we have the only FDA, BSCG, and GMP certified lab and product in the world. And it's just a bunch of stoners wow. <laughs> that pulled it off before, yeah, before, cool. before a Johnson and Johnson, anybody, no one has it. They come to us to run tests. Um, and we did that because the UFC asked us to, because we're, you know, we've, they, they like using our product. And, and if we want to be, well, we're, a, we're a, a licensed drug manufacturer now. Wow. We don't mess around. Uh, so we're, we're trying to be the UFC's pain company. If they want to be in a company or a country that can't have CBD, we make pain products. You know, we're in we're in uh, Walmart, we're in Mothers, all that sort of stuff. Cool. Um, so they, again, they trust me. And Jeff texts me one day, goes, "Hey, come to my I bought a new house in Vegas. Come check it out. We're gonna have a party." I was like, "Rad, thanks, man. Good talking to you." Uh, <coughs> at the same time, I get texts from Dell at Unlimited Sciences, who which is the nonprofit that helped me set all this up. 
and my, my fiance, which is my girlfriend at the time. And I was like, hmm, well, Unlimited Sciences asked her, what study do you want? We'll give you whatever you want. We'll just, just what you pick. And I'm thinking, okay, my girlfriend needs to study. I'm in, I'm in, in love. <laughs> and, I, uh, and I love the UFC, and I know this can work. And I just asked Jeff. I said, hey, what do you think about a study? He goes, you're crazy. That's illegal. I said, no, 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 I have these connections. He goes, okay, get me FDA approval in a major university. I said, I got that before I called you. We have Johns Hopkins online, and the FDA is into it. And he was like, well, you're, you're crazy, but that's, I love, but I love you. <laughs> and I was like, I did it. Those, all, those are the ones. <laughs> all I do is ask questions. Yeah. I'm just the guy asking questions. Hey, can we do this? Can we do that? And um, we went out there, and realistically, I got my fiance in front of him after the fights. We went and took her to her first fight, and I just pressed the on button, and I took a step back, and I watched her do her work, and she just explained what it all does. And it was beautiful. And... Uh, you know, a few months later, the UFC had to turn me down. But just the fact that they open arms invited me to talk about this. Well, <clears throat> I kept that in my back pocket. I put a little box, put it behind me, and I did the UFC. I did the, uh, the HBO special, um, you know, talking about psychedelics. It's on Real Sports. It's still on there. Uh, and I sent a link to Dana. And he was one of the first, I think, three or four people that texted me back over family, over friends, over anybody. Cool. I was like, hey, man, I love you. Thank you. Awesome. Like, you're a good dude. He's just, he's always been great to me. The UFC's always been great to me. And I, I was like, cool. He appreciates it. Well, Jeff texts me or called me two or three days later. says, hey, we're back in. Can you, can you, can you get us back in? And I was like, bro, hold on. <laughs> One second. <laughs> Made a fucking few phone calls, text messages, and bang. And that, now it's out of my hands. Now I'm just the guy that, you know, if a researcher, if Johns Hopkins needs money, who do they call? And again, it's not my money. It's a big company's money. But these people entrust me. So they call me, say, hey, you know, this is, this, we're scared about this, that. And I'm like, whatever you need, tell me. I've, I've brought it this far. I'll make it happen. I'm not, like, I'm not even part of the team. I'm not, I'm not making money off this. This is just, this is what I have to do, you know. Um, and it's, it feels good. Of course, working with Fatiman and those guys, I'll, I'll, I'll work in a microdosing study later. Because you can, you, can, you can eat mushrooms. You can have psilocybin or LSD, for that matter, in your system uh, while you're fighting. They don't test for it. They, they don't test no, for it. They go, we, we, we don't test for it. They, they don't have a test for it. Is there it. a way to test for LSD? Uh, yeah, they could figure it out. I've always heard they had to do like a spinal tap or something weird. Like I don't know. <laughs> they could figure that it was, out. That was, that was like the word on the street yeah. when, when I was a kid. Oh, don't worry, dude. They, they can't test for it. Cool. They, they had, yeah, they had, you have to die with some cool. ridiculous give, thing. Give me another hit. Well... They, they don't have a test now, and they don't plan on getting one. Now they know the benefits. They're not going to do it. Well, no one's going to – how do you abuse LSD I mean, or psilocybin? I guess you can, but it's – Yeah. If, pe- if you're a pe- fighter, you're – It's – I believe me. I see people do it all the time, but I won't say any names. But see, this is what the UFC knows. They understand people are doing it, but they're doing it wrong for the most part. Um, and wrong is a relative term. I mean, there's just a, there's a system to it that makes it easier. It makes you get the best out of it. So I don't mean to poo-poo anyone's – work with it because it all it's all good you yeah. know but but to just kind of give people guidance that's all and it's rad i mean the ufc dude they they call me and ask me questions that's cool. and it's just it's a good feeling it's a really nice feeling and that, that studies i'm sure a year or two away um the product i have with daniel carcio or the company that i own part of Wisana, we're not going to have any actual pharmaceutical product for four years i think 
So this is all long ball plays. This is all stuff that's going to happen eventually. Now, you know? now, imagine if, you know, I think of this scenario of someone like the UFC saying that we're, we're okay with you taking psilocybin, we're okay with you taking LSD, and pretty much, you know, saying that maybe not encouraged, but this is fine, we're, this is okay, yeah. this is going to be there with cannabis, yeah. LSDs, psychedelics are fine. What a... What kind of, I mean, that, that would be, Blows the mind, it, right? that, would, that, that would be <laughs> such an amazing mind advantage of being able to, because I think of, I can think of some things like when I'm in a heavy psychedelic experience, I can think of things that I do like surfing or something, right? Or, or certain things where I can, I can channel my, my moves and the things that I'm going to do and picture myself doing just exactly that and i would imagine something like like working on your ground game while you're on a psychedelic even if you're not actually doing it but actually mapping it in your mind 100 percent. that has to be a performance enhancement oh dude that's that's my that's my geeking out stuff that's my nerdiness that love i love to teach yeah is so you have your microdose which is from two, from 50 milligrams to some people say 250, I say 500, um, and that's your daily dose. Not you don't take it every day, but you know you can figure out what days work best for you for performance days. Um, and yeah, you get in there, and uh, I mean, my whole life was repetition, was drilling these things obsessively, just over and over and over again. I mean, you want 10,000 hours? I've got like 30,000 hours. I figured out. Yeah. It's, it's some crazy number. Um, to add in psychedelics, everything happens way faster. So you have this flow state people talk about. A flow state's a very broad term, but people just don't understand it. When you take a psychedelic, you, you have the dropping of your fear response, the default mode network that's going to block all these things and make you kind of jittery and kind of not able to perform. This is what's, your, your, your trauma is going to manifest itself at the most inappropriate times when you're trying to perform. That's how you, I, I'm, I'm a pussy bro. I got octagon jitters. No, you're just a broken child. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and so with that fear response being down, you're able to actually go for things, perform better because all of your, all of your senses are heightened. Smell, taste, sound, everything, everything's up. And you're able to compute things at a much better speed. You know, your, your body's able to kind of react better. Um, if you study an individual like I do, I mean, I see microaggressions in face, breath, shoulders. I mean, I can see your 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 muscles moving. Um, but that's, again, that's into obsessive breaking down of an opponent. Um, but, again, as you're learning the opponent to be microdosed, you're going to absorb this information better. Then you have the energetic uh, back and forth where you can feel this person's energy. Okay. Um, then you have a kinetic efficiency where your body, it's not going to make you physically stronger, say, like a steroid, um, but it's going to make you move like silk. Yeah. You know, especially the way sure. I formulated them is uh, my microdoses have black pepper for absorption always, and it's very anti-pain, uh, uh, anti anti-inflammatory. Um, full-spectrum turmeric, full-spectrum CBD, uh, lion's mane, and cordyceps. So neural protectant, vasodilation, better cardio, um, super anti-inflammatory. Because I want you to be smooth. And from there, you're able to just open up to everything. And a big portion of it is, is having that fear response down. You're, you're going to 
give and receive the PTSD in a much better, a much better fashion. You're going to be able to, to feel this, this interaction better and compartmentalize it. Like, I, I have a whole thing I want to do with fighters where, yes, they don't, if they are dosed or if they're not, after a fight, post-fight, they need integration. Warriors, a lot of warriors and cultures weren't even allowed to go back into the tribe until they integrated with a shaman. And that's a bit of a stretch. I get it. But that's, that's amazing. That makes all the sense in the world right? to me. So, yeah, and absolutely. I'm, and have professionals back there, real professionals. I, it doesn't have to be me. You can't it can be just, doctors. You, you can't just bring, uh, like, let's, let's, just, let's just take, like, a pretty, I mean, this can't come to my mind, but, let, like, let's say you have uh, fighting dogs. Yeah. Right, and you can't just bring a dog to a fight for a day and then release him back to your kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have Thank to you. give that. You're gonna yeah. have to give that dog a couple of weeks of running around the yard and playing with the bone. And uh, I've got a whole protocol to, to get back into yeah. it. <laughs> I've got a whole protocol I want to do. I mean, there's a product that the UFC asked us to make. This was this was my initial business reaction with them. Took me to lunch and said, "Hey, can you can you make us a post fight concussion serum?" I looked at my business partner and I was like, can we do that? <laughs> He's like, yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure we can figure that out. It's just super high dose CBD and anti-inflammatory stuff. Uh, we have a few formulations we want to do, but start with something like that. These individuals just got in a car crash for your viewing pleasure again this year for the again. 10th time. Yeah. Um, I wish they fought 10 times, kind of. They made more money, but not really. It's bad for you. Yeah. Um, and just start with something like that. Get their bodies and their minds clear and and. and at least give them a phone number to call. Like, hey, how are you feeling? How did that just go for you? Because, I mean, from comparatively to what the UFC used to treat us like, and I can't get mad at them because they're my friends, it was just a gangster. It was the, the, the Fertitas were gangsters. Their eight people don't know. Their family were mobsters. They ran, I've, I've they ran all of Houston and shit for... They're, they're, it's just the... It's that just, it was that industry then. Yeah. Well, now you have the big wigs at WME, Endeavor... Um, I get to sit with them on business meetings and shit. And hearing them talk about fighters, I'm like, dude, way better. Way better. Yes, we're still a commodity. That's how it works. But they've, got, they've spent millions of dollars on two different, I mean, maybe close to a billion dollars on the two performance centers. Half a billion, 200, I think, 200 million in Vegas and whatever they spent in Asia. Uh, the diets, I mean, they're trying to do everything for these people. They're still not paying them enough, sure, but that's whatever. Uh, that'll come around. And, and so I just, I'm really trying to push on the UFC. Like, again, these are their ideas too. They're, they're trying to facilitate good things for people. And I, I'm talking like we could put binaural beats on someone after, uh, something like brain tap with Dr. Porter, uh, have them sit on a, or lay on a vibrational bed after to kind of clear out stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things we could do. There's so many tools. Um, and some of them do sound a little woo-woo weird out there, but they work. It you works, know. it works. Yeah, and it's, it's just trying to pinpoint what will they let me put in their facilities and kind of push because that's, that's the job I want. I want the UFC knows. I'm like, how can I make just you guys happy? Like, I, 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 that, that will translate to everybody else. But let me work with these the individuals, you know? Yeah. How many people do you think? Because I've, I've heard and read some stuff about people with uh, P PTSD and traumatic brain injuries having their, their hor hormones knocked off. Big time. Oh, yeah. But that's a tough one because they're not allowed to really take hormones. You're not allowed to have an elevated yeah. hormone. You're not, you're not supposed to take anything like that. No. Uh, and, yeah, that, that's where diet comes in, anti-inflammatory diet. 
because that that's what they have to go off of and recovery stuff, you know, like hot and cold, building heat shock proteins, cold shock proteins. Um, I mean, the, the, those people can get their, you know, everything tested and run that way. Um, I know there's protocols to help people. Uh, I, I don't quite know exactly what, what, what drugs they use yeah. and stuff, but you know, it, there's, there's natural ways to, to work on it. There's a lot of science coming out with, with, I mean, certain supplements and stuff that work. It's just, you know, sometimes steroids work. The medicine. I've been on TRT since I retired. I've, I've been, been on, on TRT now for about a, close to a year. Yeah, it's actually I'm gonna start cycling off because I got a little too big, and I'm like, eh, I just I need I I, I want to get my natural system going anyway. It definitely keeps you le- leaner. Yeah, and I and I and I went and got my my blood tested, and I my 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 doctor is like, you should just don't donate blood a couple oh, times times a year. Beautiful. That'll, that'll keep you clean. It's you know modulating my my. Hormones and all this stuff is just what I do. Like I, I'm not cheating anyone. I'm fucking cheating my life. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. I, I'm not yeah. competing ever again, so I don't care. Um, and it works. Like I said, I have a bad day, uh, low energy or depression. I'm not gonna take a pill. Yeah, I have to stick a little tiny needle in me, but it's you know with BDNF, NAD plus, whatever sort of mixture I can get or I have on me, um, and it makes my life better. Mm-hmm. Simple. Like sure. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to cheat life because I, I, maybe I don't want to live forever, but I would like to make these years, the last half of life I have or whatever it is, to be really good. Sure. You know, I, I would like to look good and feel good and carry myself well and confidence. You know, yeah, and, and when you look at the, the the older generations, our parents, our grandparents, they're dying horrible deaths. Yeah. You know, they're not happy. They're, um, they're medicated. They're brittle. Like, uh, I'm not going out that way. <laughs> not going to happen. I know way too, I have way too much knowledge and understanding of, of how to not make that happen. I was just watching this peptide doctor on uh, you, YouTube a couple of days ago that said he was saying that he feels that people that are under 50 right now yeah. will most likely be able to live to 150. Oh, shit. That'd be crazy. <laughs> I'll be a decrepit little like, guy wow. by then. <laughs> I'll have bionic everything. I mean, I already need new hips. Um, like it's just my body's fucked up, but I'm I'm the cool things that I've seen in science. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's it's it makes me happy. Like um, you ever heard of exosomes? I've heard of it. I don't know a lot about it. So you take a mesenchymal stem cell, or the company that I was working with, um, life sciences company called Exocell Bio. They take uh, you know the biomarkers of this person, this female that's under twenty five years old. Um, she's super healthy. For some reason, I always envision her as super, just beautiful, <laughs> super hot. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any of these people. Um, but a very healthy individual. Take their placenta. Um, enzymatically extract all, you know, all the stem cells. Bathe them in peptides, growth factors, all this stuff, because you are what you eat. And then they enzymatically extract all the DNA. So then you just have a nanoparticle or vesicle uh, full of you know, microRNA for signaling, uh, think of the microRNA as like a, a bag full of keys. And those keys, like this, one of those keys will fit any cell in your body. Okay. So it just has to figure out where it's going. And then it's, it goes in, it plugs in right away, like almost instantaneously, crosses the blood-brain barrier real quick. And um, honestly, I've never felt better. Like this was, I need, I need a new shot because it's worn off. But so so how, how did they pre- prepare I, the shot? Um, is, it, <coughs> well, is it from your own blood? I had a doctor... Um, give it to me intravenously okay. for science, of course. Um, but, 
you're they're only FDA cleared. I, I don't work with the company. I I know them basically, um, so I should definitely say I don't work with them because the FDA will come get me. Uh, you're not supposed to do intravenous yet, but I know the science. I know the doctors, and I did it. I, I felt fucking incredible for so long, um, and we, actually we just set up an IRB study down in San Diego and Encinitas to do it intravenously for the first time, which is cool. I'm part of that study. It feels feels really good. Uh, I want to go. Just something I helped set up, basically. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's expensive to be part of a study. It's just kind of weird. Uh, but these things, I mean, it, it, it helped everything. It made me just feel alive. It made me feel so much better. Injuries healed. It starts with your brain, then goes your vital organs and the rest of your body. And then, of course, every guy out of the side of the mouth goes, oh, it helps with ED, too. And I'm like, oh, I don't have an issue. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, my God, it's bigger, I swear. Uh, it's, it, was, it was fucking crazy. And I was like, this stuff's magical. So I'm, I'm trying to, now the study's going, I'm trying to get more of it. Um, I mean, there's the fountain of youth out there. Yeah. These are actual embryonic you know, mesenchymal stem cells that can make you feel young again. <laughs> this is like they made a nasal spray and 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 to see someone who is now crippled because of a botched brain surgery mm-hmm. put them in his nose and f- to see the difference in his speech patterns already mm-hmm. i was like oh this is some crazy ass new age science shit that i am just starting to really wrap my head around and it's there it's here like my father-in-law I'm trying to, you know, trying to, when I was trying to work for the company and kind of do sales for them, uh, I'm trying to give them the pitch. Hey, look, we can't do FDA this and FDA that, you know, because we were only, only certified to do, or only, you know, equipped to do uh, topical cream through, through a driver cream. Um, and he goes, man, shut up. He goes, you know I inject everything. <laughs> like, Miss me with this, with this <laughs> FDA shit. I, I don't, I, I know what you're trying to say for the company to keep yourself safe. He's like, but bro, I'm reversing ALS patients with this. Ooh. I inject this into people, into their brains and whatever other parts of the body. Uh, and I, I'm reversing ALS. Oh, that's great. And to have a, a doctor who is a, I mean, my former father-in-law is a huge doctor, like one of the biggest in the world with his power and who, what he owns and all this stuff. Um, and to have someone like that go, hey, no, like this is what's happening. And it, it blows me away. It makes me so happy. Just to see that, like, I have no part of it, but the fact that that stuff's happening, it's out there, I'm trying to get more. And people need to, like, you want to feel better? Dude, do this stuff. It's not cheap. It is a couple grand. Um, but if you can afford it. How much is it? I think it's, like, th- probably three grand. About I have to look at the new numbers. How, it, how often do you have to do it? Um, quarterly, every six months. It depends. If you want to go directly onto an injury, yes. Through the driver cream, um, topically, is, is incredible. Uh, but if you just want overall just vitality, oh, uh, intravenous was insane. Dude, main, main vein me on Dude. that set for sure. And I mean, it, it made everything better. Literally every wow. part of my body, every part of my brain, my function. Yeah, my dad, my some of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Dude, need to get my dad over there. It's, it's this stuff. Because again, it's, just a, it's, a, it's not even a cell. It's a nanoparticle. It's full of things that make your cells recover and, and get better and work again it sounds like yes like the, they're like like they're all sleeping or something dude the guy that this company one of the owners um he was a pro uh kiteboarder and he got flung into something really bad broke his neck okay he was, he was paralyzed c7 c6 busted bad um 
his one of his best friends made this company to save his friend because he understood the technology. He understood how good this stuff is. And now that guy is walking around being a person. Sure, he's not the same. He's not a kiteboarder anymore because his back is fused. But he's a living, you know, breathing person walking around. I'm sure he's in a beautiful mansion. and <laughs> like, wow. But, like, it was just to see a guy that was, he couldn't walk. Wow. This wasn't that. This, this wasn't that long ago, and I'm, I'm pretty like under. I'm pretty sure. I guess for a fact, he's taken more stem cells than anyone else in the world, maybe besides the owner. Um, but these guys, I see that they've taken like the owner guy. His skin is perfect. Like when you look at an individual who's in his 40s and hasn't done anything physical since he was a kid, but your body is a pile of shit. Yeah. Literally, you haven't taken care of yourself. Yeah. You're, you're you're kind of thin, but you're not built. You're you not, just you're, look like an old wet blanket or something. You're a normal dude who's been in, a scientist his whole life. You're not yeah. taking care of your body. For it's sure. fine. Um, yet he can still put his foot over his head for his, for his Taekwondo shit. Wow. And he can, like his skin was baby smooth, perfect. Like, and I just, I look at these guys. I'm like, that's what you're taking. Like, I, I just see these individuals doing that. And sure, they are the elite you know, you walk into these people's houses and there's pictures of them with Tony Robbins and Richard Branson and Elon Musk. <laughs> but it's going to work its way down. Yeah. I'm just I'm just lucky enough where I, I sure, I grew up in the 1%. I, I, these are the people I've been around my whole life. And I do business with them. Um, but I'm also not one of those dickheads that's still stuck in that weird air up there. They right. think they're special. I, I just get to see the technologies and the cool stuff that's happening. You know, all those, same thing with all those big, big, big wigs. They're all doing psychedelics. I mean, Tony Robbins has come out about a 5-MEO. Really? All right, Tony. I don't want to say all of them, but a very large percentage of the most powerful, influential people in the world are all sitting down and doing psychedelics. You know Elon's doing psychedelics. I, I wouldn't doubt it at all. For sure. He's, <laughs> like, mean, he's like... Going to Mars. He's all, he's all high, high on LSD, smoking a joint. He's like, I'm going to dig some fucking tunnels. <laughs> right? <laughs> he's so How cool. Could we, could we build more roads? Could we fly? He's like... <laughs> It's underground. <laughs> well, man, hey, what about this? <laughs> this odd. is a great idea. And he's doing it. Yeah. We need innovators like that. Absolutely. I, listen to him on Rogan's talking about, you know, everything. Just his, and his plan, this is what I like. He doesn't think about five years. It's not 10 years. This is, this is for eternity. His ideas are going are gonna to save us. And I'm not, I don't even want to go to Mars. What's to save the human race? I have no interest. Fuck Mars, yeah, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I love Earth. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind going to a space station for vacation. Though. I don't even want to leave California. I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, most people are out of this place. I'm going to say. I, 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 uh, I, I love California so much. Um, but, you know, I, it's, it's becoming more and more enticing to leave, even though I'm, I'm firmly planted here. I'm I'm like okay maybe I think everything's gonna go to shit anyway so you may as well be at the best climate. It's true, and I'm in Orange County. It's a bubble. We're right next to the Marine Base. I'm safe. Yeah, don't, <laughs> Southern California is nothing beats it. I grew up here. I surf, and I, and I yeah, can't see myself leaving. Every time I get out of the ocean from a good surf, I'm just like, oh, there's nothing nothing beats that energy that you absorb from it. It's just I can't leave it. It's hard, you know. I I, I can't hear the ocean now uh, from my house. And it makes me sad. And I know that sounds like a spoiled brat thing to say, but it's true. Like that, it's, I'm sad that I can't hear from my house too. Trust me, I know the feeling. I'm, work, I'm working on it. We got we to move. I'm gonna. I moved. I was in San Clemente forever, 
And then uh, I, I sold my house and did some investments and, and been living with my fiance at her place. And we're moving later this year. And I'm excited to go back down to the beach. It's cool. just it's just where I belong if I'm going to be here. Yeah, for you sure. You know, it's, it's, it's just a spot that I love. Um, but, you know, beach culture is weird, man. Like, you get all these fucking Trumpsters and you get all these, like, the beach culture, beach towns have very crusty white people in them. Yeah. They have the upper echelon of the whites and then the lower ones. And there, you you know, it, it's like, I just say it, crusty saltwater people. You know? Saltwater people. You go, sure. go to a harbor and hang out. Go to an actual harbor and hang out. Like Dana Point Harbor? You do. Right. The people there. <laughs> what's, the, what's the place? Uh, what's, that, what's that restaurant there on Dana Point Harbor? Oh, um, which one? <laughs> Uh, there's there's um, the wind and sea or the wind and, the, the, the wind and sniff wind and wind and ski everybody used to call yeah it. exactly the owner used to sell a bunch of cook out of that yes, place. yes my ex my ex girlfriend used to work there I used to buy cook off that guy I, I, I think back Everyone in the did. day we we got it a few times there too I used to live in, in Dana Point okay where at uh, at the end of La Selva okay yeah. we, we we rented this badass house that had ocean view when the waves were were big you could see that the, the the like cloud reef break, oh, yeah. breaking out there. Dana Point's that that whole area. It's the California Riviera. Yeah, it's a special little place. You know, Laguna. Really, from Malibu to San Diego, you have the California Riviera, and you have this. You know, it, it's 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 so beautiful, so well kept. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it the people have gotten better. The attitude, especially in Orange County, the moral compass was off for a while. Yeah, because everyone's high on pills and just acting like assholes, but. Um, you know, just to see it's becoming more, more multicultural, seeing people of different colors, not white people over there. Sure. Um, you know, seeing just, it's just good to see. I've traveled this whole planet, dude, except for Africa. I haven't been to Africa yet. Um, but, you know, Asia, Europe, South America, North America, Alaska, you know, all over the place, Australia. And it's just good to see. Number one, I like a lot of different food. <laughs> I'm selfish in that way. My, my face needs pleasure. Um, but it's just, it's nice to finally see. You know, like, I, I just, I, I, <clears throat> I kind of had a debate with my buddy about uh, who I was voting for. I'm like, well, number one, I'm a two-time felon. I can't vote. So I, <laughs> it shouldn't matter. <laughs> but but my, my buddy asked me, he goes, hey, bro, come Memorial Day or whatever, some weekend. Uh, come on my boat. I'm going to bring up both my boats, his yacht and his fishing yacht. Um, a good family friend I grew up with my yeah. whole life. And I was like, I, uh, maybe I, I, I just, I don't, I, sometimes I go out on those weekends. I've done it my whole life. And I, I look at, at, at his boat on Instagram and it's covered in Trump flags. <laughs> my, my Dana Point Harbor? Yeah. My, yeah. Other, my other buddy who's a meathead, who's his like personal trainer, who's a good friend of mine. They have him in a Trump mask running around the boat like an asshole. And I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I, I I thought it was funny when I walked in your house and you had a Trump cutout on your in your house in your fucking beautiful house yeah. in San Juan. Um, I, I thought that was somewhat entertaining. I still think you're a dick, but like, <laughs> I'm like I can't be around that. It's just I just I can't too be. Much. It's too much. And they start start bickering. Well, you're a fucking you're this, you do that, and I'm like, well, no, you're dude. communist. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen here, I have to lean left. I have a daughter, and I now I soon have two daughters. You know, in through marriage, I'm like, I have to lean left. It's just better. I'd rather have my daughter grab or uh, sniff than grab by the pussy. Yeah, it's simple. You know, you can you can get away from a sniff. If you ever try to get away from a dick grab, it's uncomfortable. Imagine <laughs> some dude grabbing your pussy. It's horrible. <laughs> um, and. 
I, I make jokes, you know, and, and finally I go, you know what? I go, you know all those bad words that you're saying about other people, black and yellow, and all these derogatory shit you say? It's like, you're acting like the white version of that. Mm. It's simple. <laughs> I go, just because you have money, you think, well, that's what it's about, bro. It's about my money. I want to fucking, I go, you sound like my dad, my family who's super wealthy. I'm like, mm. you're rich white people. You're going to figure out how to hide your money just like you always have. Yeah. doesn't matter who's in charge. You know, same reason why I started a puppet show. People listen to puppets now. All they'll listen to. You know, and, and it, you have to understand these people aren't really in charge. We, we have to kind of take a step back and go, you see the shit show that is DC? You see what the fuck that is? Dude, we can do better. You know, we, 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 whether you, whoever you like, I don't like either, and I don't like anyone from any side. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, she was cool, actually. I like her, too. Um, I like Tulsi. But, and they, they've all done bad shit. Trump was the, was the biggest murderer of people incarcerated of ever. And then you have, what's her name? This, the woman in charge. Oh, I can't think of her name. Like our vice president. She, had, she, she killed a, kept a bunch of people on death row, killed them. Oh, Biden's this, this person's that. Terrible. They're all bad. They're all bad. But we have to go, they're in charge. They deserve a second chance. I just, I just posted this thing on my Instagram story about Biden. Looks like he's <laughs> about 55 years old probably in the video that, that I posted, and he's just talking about marriage is between a man and a woman, and it should be no other way. And I'm just like, this, this, is, this is systemic racism, and this is fucking homophobia. It's old people. That's, that's what we have in office right now. And old it's people like, are racist. That's just, how it is. <laughs> we just got one person out because everybody, mainly because I think mainly because everybody hated him, and then we get this other guy in because he fits what they need. I just saw this video the other day. I had never, I had never really seen the full. And I'm not sticking up for either one of these guys because I don't. I hate politicians in general. But I saw this video the other day of that um, when Trump infamously said, uh, "They're they're good people." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. both sides. <laughs> yeah. I saw the whole interview and that I'd never seen before, and it was uncut. And it, way different story. It was, a, it, was, it, was, it was completely different from what the media put out. Of course, of course it the, was. The media put out, like, white supremacists are good people. You know, it was, like, yeah. it was like, wait a minute, I didn't see this one. And so we built this whole, this last four years of this racism. It's racist, racist, racist. And people probably died because of it, because, <laughs> because someone Isn't was wearing a hat crazy? maybe or something, because the media cut this thing up. And, and no, I'm not standing up for him. I, he's done, he's not... He's a bad person. He's, I don't think he's that great of a person. I just don't, I don't think any of them are great pe no, people. At but all. the thing, the one thing that I did enjoy about him is he wasn't one of them. And it, it was, we, and we, we had to give it a shot. We just, had to try it. Well, just like Bernie, Bernie's not one of them. They're never going to let someone that's not one of them in. Now and Bernie definitely doesn't have a chance. The only reason that he became president is because they fucked over Bernie. Yeah. Bernie would have been president. But those, those scumbags fucking ousted Bernie. And th that's what we got. So it's like, if you're going to be mad at anyone about Trump, be mad at the fucking left. Yeah. Because they should have let, you know, Bernie have his, have, his, have, have his day. But they... 
they all infamously said, you know, well, Bernie never's vote like cooperated. He's never done anything we we wanted him to do. So you're like, and, and Trump cooperated. He's done everything to burn this place but, down. But the but it's, the whole thing is he's he's only there. Yeah. Because Bernie wasn't running, he would have never beat Bernie. No way. Not in a million years. That whole landscape is is really crazy. It's so dirty and gnarly. And we we really got the, the the other thing that I liked about him was we got to see how dirty that uh, the other side is mm -hmm. and what they'll do to get someone out. Yeah, like it's pretty wild now that we're a month after inauguration and coronavirus kind of leaving us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, well, it's weird. Where'd like, it go? Hey, where'd it go? It's, oh, it's clearing up like crazy. Oh, we're going to open things back up and these cases are still high. But yeah, well, we got to start opening places back up. That was like th three days after. Yeah. C CNN took, took the fucking death counter off two days after inauguration. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, God. It's like, okay, what's what was really going on here? Yeah, yeah. I... I uh... So there's, I just see so much <laughs> bullshit that I'm like, Okay. I, I, the whole Corona thing, you know, yes, it's a, it's a real, it's a real virus. It's a it real is. thing, and it's going to be here forever. Yeah, and it's okay. Cool. We have a new thing to worry about. Um, the mask thing. I posted. I reposted something. Some doctor doing vapes through masks. He goes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the particles of the virus are, are this size, yeah. and just blowing vape vape fumes out of all these masks yep. and explaining it. And I was like, I told you so. Thank you for doing that, sir. Uh, but I got it, I got it taken off, and that's yeah. like you know I, I, censorship. I understand that part, and it's just I I don't I understand it why it happened. I think it's all bullshit. But we 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 just we we reacted very poorly to this. Well, as a society, as a I, world, I think you know that with the whole censorship thing, it's going to really come back and bite the left and the fucking ass at some point and they don't realize it yet they're like oh well we got what what we wanted it was like a short-term fix for a long-term watch out well those sort of people have never been in charge you know like really in charge the left trying to make everything progressive they've never been in charge yeah and now they they had they they were so frantic about getting it and about making it happen that they turned into fucking monsters they turned into just as bad or worse or whatever you want to call it as, as the other side. And then you just realize, look, it's the human condition to be shitty and to be pissed off and to react this way if you're provoked and you're kind of led this way. Mm -hmm. But if you understand what's happening, we have to just take a step back and go, okay, you know, we're all on equal grounds now. Thank God. Whether you're black, white, woman, man, doesn't matter. And we, we, as the Hopi, you ever heard of the Hopi prophecy? I've, I've heard of it. I'm not, I can't remember what it uh, is. What's his name? Chief Whitehorse? No, that's, that's cocaine. Um, Chief, I should say, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I have a lot of friends that are, okay. that are First Nations people that may have sounded bad. Um, whatever his name is, <clears throat> Dr. Or Chief John something, I think. Uh, he predicted that his next his next prediction or next next prophecy is uh, that we were going to come together as one one tribe of multicolors and succeed and and bring the the world new life mm -hmm. and it's kind of happening it's it's happening in a sense where where the world at least sees there's an opportunity to make it happen we're still you know we're still being humans we're still killing each other we're still doing all the other negatives and and maybe not so positives not everything is a negative some things are just happenstance. It's just, it's just how it works. Um, but at least we see there's a light 
at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, it, it starts with us. We have to fix ourselves as a race, as 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 an entire species. As a species. Because, I shouldn't even say race. I mean, as, you know, as a as human, a as the human race. As a human race. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we can't fix the world. The world will, will eat us. She will take us. She will take this fucking place back with some giant something. So, yeah. so you know, if, if we want to be ready and we want to be able to learn to adapt and survive, then we have to start taking care of ourselves, and that will in turn make us take care of, of Mother Gaia, of this beautiful planet. This is God to me. Mm-hmm. This is our creator. This is, this is everything. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you and I are God. Yeah. And the, 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 the big takeaway from that, I feel, is we just, as far as me seeing people around in the streets and people interacting, I see people wanting to unite. I think we all need to shut off the mainstream media, quit paying attention to it, and pay attention to ourselves, pay attention to the way we're treating others, and start to unite within ourselves and with the people around us and have open arms. Yeah. Because we're letting... Uh, this past four years has just been so divisive, and they want to say one man did it, but all these all these media companies are the ones doing it. Yeah. Like the racism, racism, racism. Everything's racism. They they don't like you. They don't like you. You're different than them. You need to get in line here because they don't like us. You. How we are supposed to feel exactly and what, we, what we're projecting, and it's like, hey, it pisses me off. Hey, if you stop saying that. People will stop having that 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 in their head, mm-hmm. you know. Like it, it, you see, so many people that are that are from the opposite sides of the tracks, mm-hmm. you know, the hood to upper suburbia, whatever, and they're all looking at each other now. The smart ones, you know, the hard ones, even that are going, okay, all right, we need to figure this out. Yeah, you know, like everyone's kind of going, oh shit, like this is not good for any of us. We we see. Educated people from all walks of life are preaching in a, in a very beautiful manner if you pay attention. You know? And, and I, I think what you said right there is almost everything. And you have these pockets of racism, yeah. for sure. It's always They're there. there. They're not going anywhere. They're, they are there. They're <laughs> yeah. there in every race. Yeah. Yes. Now, what you just said about the opposite side of the tracks, I think even bigger than the racism problem, we have a class problem. Yes. OJ killed a white woman and got off. Okay, he's, he's black. And this was in the ni- late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. OJ was invited into every party, every A-list event, and he ran with a football. Mm-hmm. Okay? He had money. He, had, he was in an upper class. He lived in the right neighborhood. He had the name. He had it all. And I think that's very similar to a lot of you know, African Americans or Asians or Latins that have that that have a, a that have that upper status, that one percent. Once you hit that one percent, the race goes away. Yeah. And why is that? It's because you're part of our class now. Yeah. You're part of your class now, or part of their class. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I th- I think there's I don't have one answer to it. I don't think anybody does. But it, but I really think I, there's this quote and there's this. I like what Den. Denzel Washington says about it, and I think uh, uh, Morgan Freeman also says something similar. He's like, you want to get rid of racism? Stop talking about it. Yeah. Start loving each other. Stop using excuses for anything. 
You know, you're you're oppressed. You're oppressed. You hear me? Yeah, right. You're oppressed. Like, no, actually, I'm doing pretty good. No, you're oppressed. These people don't like you. Oh fuck. Okay. Imagine being a kid, being told that your entire life on the news every day. Yeah. The fuck are you gonna do? You're gonna be you, like, you're oh gonna shit, feel oppressed. Fuck that. That's that's the bad person. And and I and I get it. I know there's so many stories of I, that I hear of these uh, African American fathers and black families that have to tell their children like cops are gonna fuck with you. You know, and that's fucked up. In in Orange County. Mexicans can't shave their head. Otherwise, a gangbanger. You get pulled over. Yeah. You can't go to New Newport Beach. We have seg- segregation here like crazy. If you're if you're f- three black kids in a car in Palos Verdes, they're gonna send you home. Yeah, they're very. They're, or they're gonna pull you over to find out what where your home is. Still. Yeah. yeah. Still to this day. That's segregation. Mm-hmm. That's segregation, and it's happening right in the most liberal cities in the nation. All over. So if before they're going to go start beating everyone else's door down, why don't you work on your cleaning your own house? That's what I keep saying. Everyone just keeps talking like, oh, if if we vote for these guys, we're fighting racism. No, you're not. You're voting for the same guy that voted for busing in the 70s. You're voting for for the systemic racism that we're dealing with right now. The three strikes law destroyed a whole generation of black youth. Yeah. So it's like, okay, how do we fix this? We all come together and just decide to ignore the bullshit we're hearing on the media and start to just love each other and look at everybody in the eye. Say hi to everyone that, that you see. Show love. I made a joke about it last night, actually. One of my black friends was going home. And I was like, hey, get home safe, man. And myself and like three or four other comics all sat back and went, oh, fuck. What I just had to say that I, I legitimately had to say that to my friend, and I and I just was like it was, was I wasn't we're we're smart asses that's what you know we're const- comments are constantly throwing shit at each other but it I said it and then it sunk in and I looked at my friends and we were like oh oh shit all right well please get home safe <laughs> fuck like that that's and to have to think that in this modern day and age. You know, like that's gnarly. That's and it's it's going away. I think the racism will start to fall off more and more as it is. But then back to the class thing: Are we going to be class classists or whatever? You know, we're going to be looking at people like that. You have the caste system in India. You know, I'm not going to say we're going to fall back into something archaic like that. But you know, it's a legitimate thing. It's about the the human condition again. I keep going back to that. The late great Terrence McKenna said it. <clears throat> We're all afflicted by the one thing, which is that the human condition. Yeah, and we have to fix it. Yeah, you know, it's 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 about getting and doing the internal work, and releasing all that stuff. And I mean, this is this is a multi generational thing. We're not going to be uh, through this for a while. Maybe maybe by the time you know my grandkids are grown, we'll we'll have um, this. We'll have bled this out, sort of thing. I, I hope. Should. Well, I think the most important thing too is is we. It's racism is taught. Yes. You're not born racist. Your parents teach you how to be racist. Yeah. And that needs to stop. If you have a kid, don't do it. <laughs> That's you're just going to raise a, a racist child. And then in the next 20 years, you know, who, that it could be gone if everybody stopped. Yeah. And in in this I always go back to the, the mainstream media and, and media in general. 
if you're glued to that, Ram, Ram Das talks about the, 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 the film reel in your mind. You got the film reel in your mind that's constantly playing experiences mm-hmm. and causing you to, to bring up new triggers. And for you to, and, and if you're looking at these things all day, like doom and gloom, that these, these, these companies are making money off scaring the shit out of you, they're making money off dividing you. They're making yes. they're making money towards pushing you towards a pushing you towards a drug, pushing you towards a jab, pushing you towards a, pol- a, t- a t-shirt, pol- anything, politician. Yeah. And it's all a scare tactic, and it's all to make you upset. And it's just I I think there's just not enough people are seeing that because I'll talk to some some people and I completely know a media a media narrative and exactly what they're saying because I kind of like peripheral vision watch it (laughs) and I'll see them just consumed in it believing it I'm like oh man I'm sorry dude but that's really like okay like conspiracies oh my my office (sighs) is full these are all my good friends again at that same same CBD company we've got a whole production studio in the back with we have comedy shows and concerts there you know private ones and this is where we all hang out. This is our trap office. This yeah. is where I grew up selling weed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just trap out of there. It's a licensed facility, but yeah. it's the gray market. Of course. Um, <laughs> and hearing them talk about conspiracies all day. <laughs> and at one point, I, I started to bring up the virus and just health and wellness about building your immune system. And you, oh, all the conspiracy, conspiracy. And I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, we can't argue anymore we can't even have this conversation well what do you mean i was like because you believe the fucking earth is flat i cannot have a legitimate conversation with you and these are these are smart people who i i I hold at a high regard for their intellect but they go down these rabbit holes and they start to believe in one and the other and then all of a sudden they're you're a flat earther it's all a lie and i'm like yo i can't even argue with you anymore as my friend yeah. Because you believe the fucking earth is flat, yeah. you know, and, 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 and sure, that's a very, very, that goes in, that goes deep, <laughs> but it's the same way with everything else. It's just manipulation and you get pigeonholed into believing something and then you, you're devout about it. You're like, no, no, this is the truth, bro. Then you, the, that's the, where like, the cognitive di- dissonance comes yeah, in. Of course they're kidnapping women and children and men yeah. and using them as sex slaves. Slavery has been around since ever since. And uh, it's not going to stop. Like, it, it, I looked at the, the slave figures the other day, and, dude, it's like there's millions of people that are enslaved throughout Russia, Asia, fucking everywhere. Everywhere. There's, there's a live slave trade in fucking Libya. On, you can see that it online. Happened, that happened after Gaddafi. Yeah, you can see it online. The power vacuum created a slavery. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But then, of course, you take that, and, 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 and well, <laughs> I'll tell you this funny story. Uh, my fiancé from Serbia... I'm like, you know, she's beautiful. And I'm like, how long did you look this way? She's like, oh, I was 13. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Well, she was, yeah, at 15, 16, I'm in the Adriatic with my friends, topless, running around on the beach, because that's what you did in Europe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she's like, oh, you have fucking Albanians trying to kidnap us, and, you know, this, you know, uh, all kinds of crazy shit. Wow. Because, not mm-hmm. to say anything bad about Albanians, but that's that's who did the kidnapping and putting in the sex trades back then, at least in that area. Um, so I'm not trying to be mean. No, I'm sure. But, like, that's been a thing. That's been a thing forever. Imagine having to be in fear of that your whole life. Well, 
me being a stupid American kid who just didn't, I'm like, oh, the sex trade? Like, well, I'm sure it's somewhere. I've seen the movie Taken. I'm sure it's real. But then I really started to to think about it and and saw that it was real. And it really blew my mind. Um, Just, I felt so stupid. It's on the streets here. Oh, dude. Downtown. Yeah. All over the place. It's it's fucking crazy. It's everywhere. And and it it really, really, really blew my mind to think that that's a real thing. Um, My point of the story was, was getting into the people take that. And then they end up with Pizzagate, <laughs> how there's fucking basements full of kids in, you know, and Hillary's kill. I still haven't seen the video, the fake video of her killing and raping some kid or something. I, but I, um, hey, you know what, man? I've, I have a buddy that I did. I, I, I've met him in an ayahuasca ceremony and he calls himself a Q soldier. Oh, God. I was thinking about having him on, actually. You should. Seriously. I just think just I to hear perspective. I think I might. Brand, Brandon really wants wants to also, and Brand, Brandon's like a so, socialist, like <laughs> yeah. Che guy. Uh, but the stuff he follows it so closely, like he, he follows it like he knows the players in in the CIA and the FBI, like someone would know a, a, a NFL team. He, it, and it's just he oh, he's, he's posting this stuff on Facebook. I'm just like, wow, wow, really? Well, cool. Okay, wow. But and he's like really fighting to to really try to make. A difference. He's like ex military guy, and he's a nice dude. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a total nice guy. And I'm like, okay, what if it is all true? Because it could be. And then what? What am I gonna do? Yeah. You know, it's like, what, what, okay, so it could be true, but I'm not going. Unfortunately, maybe that's because that's just not my fight. I don't know, but I'm not gonna like. I'm not going to dedicate my life to it. That's for sure. I'm not going to really lose that much sleep over, over it because I think there's there's people sleeping on the streets right right here. But yes, there's a bigger problem that causes that, et cetera. But it's like, where does it end? It never ends. There's no finish line. You know what? You know what one fucked me up the other day? I've been hearing this conspiracy theory about JFK getting being shot by the CIA and oh, yeah, yeah. our government killing JFK since the very beginning. What's his name's dad? Um, Ted, Ted Cruz's dad shot him or something? Oh, wow. That's just, I, I didn't read into it. I just saw it. Good one. <laughs> so the, uh, I just watched uh, uh, the Netflix docuseries about Castro. Cuba, Cuba oh, yeah, Libre. No, I saw, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Cuba Libre. The film guy who goes in there and gets the interview. No, no, it's just the whole. It's the whole story of how Castro came to power. What I'm saying is, is that, is that the one where the guy ends up? He gets to interview. He has a relationship with Castro, right? Mm, no, it's, I'm thinking of a different. It's one. pretty much just like a like a doc, like a history doc, okay. documentary style. I mean, now I have no doubt in my mind Castro had Kennedy assassinated. Oh shit! They were just they were trying to assassinate Castro the entire time. Why have I never heard that? Yeah, ever. Ever. I've never once heard that Castro was the one that most likely had Kennedy assassinated. It's the first time I've heard that. Right? Why the fuck haven't Does we heard that? Does it say it in that documentary? They, i got to watch it. It doesn't necessarily say it, but you're like, oh, that's, okay, that's who killed Kennedy. Yeah. Because, I mean, Castro let the Soviets come in and put 36 warheads on fuck, on the island and point them at all of our ma- yeah. major cities and cross, cross his arms and go, now what? Yeah. And he and they we we cut off his trade, so he had to go to so- Soviets and get all of his money and materials for building everything. But Castro kept wanting to to Castro at one point said, "You keep trying to assassinate me. Don't be surprised if the same thing happens to you." The CIA got a hold of Castro's girlfriend, who's on the documentary, 
they gave her poison to put in Castro's food. Oh shit! She's on the documentary talking yeah. about it. Oh or, yeah. I don't know why she would she, she would lie, but isn't it fascinating? We've never heard heard that that scenario before. Yeah. Because Very. I mean, it had to have been because we wanted to avoid war with the Russians. Yeah. Because that would have, if we would have went and bombed Cuba, that would have caused a war with the Russians, and maybe that's what extended the Cold War for so long. I don't really know, but I'm really, I was really kind of just like laying there on on my my couch at night, all stoned, going, "The fuck? Why did I never hear this?" <laughs> <laughs> Let me use the restroom real quick. Okay, I got a small bladder. All good. Okay, back. We can cut back in yes. here. Perfect. So, well, hey, man, that was great talking to you. Thank you. Let's do it again. Yeah, yeah I'm. Uh, I'm absolutely. I'll be in LA a lot. I have my new podcast coming out at the Comedy Store. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're. Um, I'm being. F I don't want to say forced, but I'm being led back into comedy, back into uh, entertainment. We have a puppet show. I'm doing a bunch of different stuff creatively, is education for psychedelics, but also to kind of map out and and show my progression as a comic. Um, so, yeah, we're gonna be. I think silly guys. Uh, P S Y L I P S Y L Y guys. 
uh, is will be the show. That's that's gonna be the name of the show. Yeah, great. And we'll talk about everything mushrooms. You know, cool. I mean, from all over the industry, from academics to healers to celebrities, whatever it is, uh, people, not just in the psychedelic side of, of mushrooms, but in the antifungal side, the mycoremediation side, whatever it is. Like it's there's a it's a giant industry. Yeah, the 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 uh, Paul Stamets. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's. That guy is just the stuff that he's wor- working on is incredible. He's gonna save the world. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. And if you haven't seen the movie Fantastic Fungi from Louis Schwartzberg, go check it out. Um, Louis, you know, like Emmy Award winning or Academy Award winning type person from Disney. Uh, it's very visually appealing. It'll teach you all the basics you need to know about mushrooms, just about everything it's doing for the planet, doing for people. Um, and then uh, the puppets, my puppet show. It comes out, we drop on 420. It's a cannabis-friendly adult puppet show where we, <laughs> I will be educating um, on psychedelics. Cool. We've got a bunch of stuff planned. It's expensive, so it's kind of hard. You know, we're trying to figure it out right now. What, um, what's that going to be? Is it going to be on YouTube? or? We're talking to platforms right now about releasing uh, on one, one, one of the platforms. Um, I, I don't know all the logistics of it yet, uh, but we'll be on YouTube. We'll be all over social media. Cool. Um, and that's just, you know, just a fun tool we're having, you know, just, I guess I needed to write for something and try and figure this whole craft out. So that, that's what we're doing. And then if you, if you guys want work in psychedelics, uh, the McCall method is my, my website. You can book me on there. Uh, everything from health and nutrition to psychedelic integration, psychedelic integration is the main part, but, uh, I, I do it for Olympians, for professional athletes, for any sort of high level performer. I can basically give you tools, help you see tools um, that can make you perform better. I mean, if you come to me, most of the time, you're a high-level high, high, high level person. You're in the sure. UFC, you're a pro surfer, whatever it is, and uh, you're already there. I'm not here to coach you on technique. I mean, I can do it in fighting, sure. But even then, I'm not your coach. Like, I'm not going to step on toes. It's about making you mentally and spiritually and, and you know, genetically, epigenetically better. Yeah. To make you perform better. That's 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 the main, uh, the love that I have for people is just trying to put it out that way. Sure, it's a business, but um, you know, it's just it's helping people be the best performer they can be. I, I was the guy that had so much potential and I threw it away, so I don't want anyone else to do that. That's amazing. Thank you. That's good. Well, that's a good uh, good ser- service you're doing, man. Right. I'm, I'm, and Uncle I, Creepy I appreciate- MMA. Uh, Uncle Creepy. Uh, Uncle Creepy. I've been trying to change this fucking name. <laughs> For years. How did, how did you get the name Uncle Creepy? My friends, one of my good friend's sons called me Uncle Creepy one night when I was, I was just trying to tire him out for bed. <laughs> Everyone else was hammered. I was fresh out of rehab. And I was like, I, nicknames are stupid. I don't, I've never had one. I was made fun of nicknames. And he's like, Uncle Creepy. And I'm like, oh, shit. Everyone sat up and was like, that's your nickname. Ha ha. And I, I didn't think I was ever going to fight again. Well, I, I, my, I get home. I'm, I'm broke. You know, I was just, like I said, fresh out of rehab. Uh, and my, my coach goes, hey, you need money, right? I was like, yeah. He goes, you want to fight this guy for money? I was like, sure. You know, we'll win real quick, make a few grand. Uh, and I put down Uncle Creepy as a joke. Well, fast forward two or three fights, I was the best in the world. No, the next fight. My next fight, I became the best in the world. Two more fights after that, I became the, be- I became the actual champion because wow. we hadn't figured out who the champion was yet. And uh, so, yeah, it stuck. And then they're trying to charge me $4,000 to change my name and keep my blue check mark. My blue check mark gets me, gives me a lot of sway. Instagram wants to charge you that? All social media. <clears throat> I want to change all of it. 
at once where you can do one clean sweep, it's going to cost me four grand to change my name. I'll just work it into the pu- puppet show. Yeah, yeah exactly. I well, mean, you I'm, might as well. I've got meetings this week uh, with some representation in comedy, which is weird because I'm, I'm, I'm not very good at comedy. I've got like a solid f- – no, I don't even have a solid five. I've got an okay five. I can do ten maybe. Um, but they're, it's development deals. They're like, hey, we see something in you. And I had my, my comedic, uh, my co-host from my show, he goes, how does, it, how does that make you feel? You have people reaching out to you. I was like, good. He goes, well, it shouldn't. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> he goes, no, stupid. He's like, you're not that good. And I was like, I know. And I have my friends in my life to keep me, you know, on, in check like that. And he, goes, he goes, well, just, you know, take it properly. He's just being a dick, being funny. Sure. Uh, and he goes, you know, just, just understand that, like, this is a development deal. Like, you're not, like, basically saying you're not special without saying it, you know, being a friend, um, which is true. Like I'm at the very beginning of my comedy career, and you're still really young. And I, yeah, and I, I work my ass off, so everyone watch out. That's all I gotta say. I just work hard, so and I'm not saying watch out because I'm coming to get you. I'm saying just watch out because at least you'll see me doing the work. Mm-hmm. I've been going to open mics. I've been doing that since I started. You know, I love, I, I enjoy open mics, even though they're they're awful. <laughs> but it's just I, I'm excited to show the world this progression. That's cool, man. Yeah. I I have a a young he's basically my my ne- nephew, and he's uh, he's working on comedy. Nice. He's he's done a couple of open mic nights and stuff. And I was talking to him ye- yesterday, and he was like, "I was like, hey man, have you been making any vi- videos? You working on your comedy or what?" He's like, "Well, I haven't right now because I'm living with with my grandma, and I'm just kind of waiting to find to find a space where I can start making videos." I'm like, "What are you talking about, dude?" Yeah, that's perfect. I'm like, get <laughs> fucking do it walking through the grocery store. Go stand behind the apartments and make them and be like, hey, I'm making a video outside my, my apartment because I live with my grandma and it sucks. Yeah. you know. Or, and I was just like, dude, people want to see <laughs> real life. People want to know that you're the real deal. Yeah. The, it, the next decade is all about in real life. Everything's IRL. No one wants to see your fake shit. That's why comedians like 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 a Tim Tim Dillon is doing so well. You 100%. know, you know that's him. Yeah, that dude's not put, putting on any fuck anything <laughs> fake. That dude is on point all the time, and he's fucking hilarious. Oh, he but it. but you know, you see what you get is what you you, you know what you see is what, what what you get with him. And I was telling my 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 nephew that I was like, I was like, dude, you gotta just put it out and just keep going. Like get your get your fucking t- TikTok going and just. Keep putting material out every single day and just be yourself and talk shit. Yeah. You know, so it's really cool to see you out there putting it all out there and really going for it, man. Well, thank you. you, thank you. I do a lot of stuff um, all at once, but uh, it all seems to be working. Cool, it's so. definitely working, man. <laughs> all right, you. buddy. Thank you for having me. All right, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. See you. Thank you for joining us today, you guys. What a fun episode, huh? We covered a lot of stuff. Amazing. I just feel very fortunate that I get to talk to people like this now. And this is how can we open up more minds, bring more ideas. Please, the ideas that you like here, please spread them. Please. And please, also, if you could give us a review or a like on Apple, that would be amazing. We need to boost up in the charts a little bit, and everyone helps, okay? Um, And we also want to... Remind you, we have a new product, new blog posts at cookcollective.com. Brandon's band, the, the Blood Moon Howlers, they have some good new music out there doing some great tours. They also might be filming a TV show. I don't know. I might have heard. Um, so, and then please check for 
back to the Co Collective site for new apparel. We have some cool new mushroom teas coming out. We have some cool new sweats, some new meditation stuff, and a big new collaboration coming up here real quick. So we're going to be able to talk about that real soon and a fun new guest that goes with the collaboration. It's going to blow your mind. So anyway, thanks, you guys. I hope you enjoyed today as much as I did. Later.